Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravishing flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio uh, this is Kenny Omega, we're listening to One Nation Radio Check it out guys, these guys know what's up Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me Goodbye and good night, hey Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio I'm your host James Boyd, and with me I have the usual the try, the true, in the words of Tory Lanez from Quarantine Radio, an ultimate, ultimate, ultimate light skin. Rich Lotto, what's going on, man? Not much, man. I just, uh, I just watched Contagion earlier. Oh God! Uh, try, trying to work on this Matt Damon immunity on you boys, <laughs> uh, and, and watch you know the world go to rubble around me. But before oh, that point, uh, this is a special episode. Oh yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's been a long time coming. Uh, you know, and, and, and I, if we were more familiar, I'd call her Hollywood, but I don't know if she plays like that, but I'm, so I'm gonna leave that alone and apologize right now, <laughs> but, uh, long time coming, uh, we have Tanya Rogers of Suplexes and Shea Butter with us, what's going on, Tanya? Uh, thank God, thank you for having me on, uh, I'm a little rusty, it's been a minute, but I'm, I'm, no, not doing anything else, so might as well come and... <laughs> Talk your guys' ear off. I can talk now, so get yeah, ready. Yeah. We all can. We all can. But yeah, it's been um, it's been a long time coming. Like I remember when y'all, you know, first started out, and you know, I I, I see y'all on Twitter every day, and y'all, I I agree with, with a lot of stuff y'all say. I disagree with some stuff, but regardless of whatever it is, y'all be y'all be funny as hell. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like... And the thing is, I I actually I don't like people who always agree with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I like people. I like seeing things, especially with wrestling, from a different point of view. Because there's some wrestlers in wrestling that I didn't like a few years ago. I go back and watch and be like, you know, that wasn't that bad. You know, okay. it was all right. You know, so I, I'm flexible with wrestling, okay. really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, it's fake fighting after all. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like I know normally when we have uh, first time guests on, we kind of ask them kind of like how they got into wrestling, and then we ask them, you know, like who are some of your favorites. I already okay. know one of your favorites, but like, yeah, well, you know, obviously, my you know, Abby. Yeah, where did it start? And then we can get rolling that in. Okay. Okay. So, 
I got into wrestling because, like, growing up, my dad used to watch it. He used to watch the old NWA. And that was just, like, a form of bonding. But, like, you know, I really wasn't into most of the guys. Like, I don't know if you watch old school wrestling. It it was kind of boring to me, but I still watch it. And then... One one day we were watching a uh, Saturday night uh, main event or something. Saw this man with this flashy stuff and he talked like this and he was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it changed my life. Like I was a like four or five year old girl, but I wanted to be him. I wanted to be the macho man, Randy Savage. And so like that's where my love of wrestling came in because he was so colorful and interesting and so I've been watching it most of my life for a period I stopped or I kind of fell out of love with it specifically because of Chris Benoit. Ooh, we don't have to go into it, but he was like, he was my fave at that time. Oh man. Him and Eddie, that shit, like it crushed me. It made me like, it made me question, am I a good person for watching this? And you know, yeah. I, I so, mean, yeah, yeah. But, I came back full time in 2013 because of the shield. So like, I love those guys so much. The three of them, even if I don't agree on everything with them, those three guys brought me back to like when I was a kid again and couldn't wait to watch raw next week to see what they did. So like Mm -hmm. ever since 2013, I've been full time in it and I'm probably gonna be full time until a certain person retires and goes to Hollywood with his cousin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, how long do we offer him to him to start making <clears throat> those calls, James? When it, it's time. I think it is time. Was it he after needs- us? Was it after WrestleMania 34 when I was like, fuck this? He needs to just leave. Like, <laughs> was it? Yeah. Was but it like, yeah. But like, at thir- after 34, that's when he got into Hobbs and Shaw, right? Yeah, just about, or, or you know, mm-hmm. or maybe actually the end of that year, the end of that year. Yeah, yeah. But so he was thinking about it, but <laughs> don't think, do. Yeah, <laughs> but as far as like my love of current wrestling, most mm-hmm. of it is women's wrestling. That's what I really like. Most of the dudes, they are, right. but like I've seen dudes all my life. These women are doing something way more interesting to me now. Mm-hmm. They have. They, their characters are more layered. Most of the dudes are, I came here and I worked hard and I scratched and clawed. And the women have so many different variety of characters now. Well, you got a Naomi, who's my absolute fave. Then you got a Sasha Banks and a Bailey. I also love those. Bianca Belair. Oh, my God. Right. Like, if Vince, like, actually gets behind her, like, fuck a Becky Lynch. <laughs> like, seriously. I'm like, that's, that's, that, that's your money right there. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I'm already depressed on how they're going to ruin her. And, exactly. And, 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 like, me so, too. So the thing for me was, uh, like, I'm, I'm, we, me and Rich got into, back into wrestling in 2011. Like, basically, Rock was coming back. Um, to do their WrestleMania match at uh, WrestleMania 2012, and then like CM Punk thing popped off, so it was like, all right, let let's just watch it again. And then the Shield came along, and then NXT came along or whatever else, and we started watching NXT, and we're like, the Horsewomen are like, you know, our core for like getting into like loving women's wrestling and like thinking like they're having the best fucking matches on this thing. They should be at the top of the card, right? So, like. 
when they did the May Young Classic the first year, when they brought in Kyrie Sane and um, a few other people, and they they brought they, I saw them. Her first match was with Bianca, and from that match on, I was like, Bianca is the future. Like, and Rich was so Rich was so like disinterested with the company after they fucked up Sasha Banks multiple times, and I was like, and like I'm at the point now with Bianca where it's like. I'm in that same stage where he is with, with Sasha where it's like the second they screw them up like there's gonna it's gonna be like a tipping point for like my relationship with them like it's already a shitty relationship now but like it might be where like you know what I don't need to watch WWE any way shape or form not even the network anymore right yeah, yeah like, I, I, I feel I, you I remember like um I was so pissed about like what they did with Sasha because you know <laughs> we'll get we'll get into more with the Ronda yeah. thing here because yeah. I felt like she was kind of shadowed away from you know being able to compete for the for the main event position for like a couple years after having to you know go over Charlotte build everybody up yeah right by the time Evolution rolls around she's in a nothing six woman tag I yeah. almost didn't watch the show like and then I came around but that was a good ass match though that was a that was yep. like a shield level type six man though. That was a good ass man. Right. But I came around that morning and was like, you know what? Like I didn't like, you know, like I gotta just stop being a bit. That that was how I looked at it, right? And I was like, I'ma just watch the show. Whatever happens, I'ma just, you know, I'm just judging from there. And luckily I love the show. So yeah, it turned out to be the best it turned out to be like one of the better pay per views pay per views of the year. Yeah, it was of the year, definitely. Year. It was the best pay per view that year, and it and it's one of the best pay per views in WWE history. So it's like, I was on, I was in the whole time, and it's like, look, I don't, I know what we're gonna have in with the, uh, you know, Becky and, and and Charlotte, and it turned out to be even better. Than I thought it was gonna be like the May Young Classic final. I thought it could have went longer because it would have been better if it went longer, but it was still for what it was. It was still very damn good, and like throughout that whole match, everybody put out their best efforts, and it's like. That was like the turning point for 2018 for me. Towards like you get to they built up WrestleMania 34 so well, and then it just it the the bottom dropped out in like the last two hours of that show, and then and then like the whole rest of the year just like I don't even want to watch this shit, man. And then and then it gets to Evolution or really like the Mayon Class the second Mayon Class came around. I'm like, all right, let's you know let's see where this goes. And you know NXT at that point is when I started watching NXT for real. Now like that kind of like brought me back to the product and then evolution and then from there you get like survivor series really good uh the tlc pay-per-view that year at the finish of the year was was great as well and it was like okay they've righted the ship after like crashing that fucker into the titanic uh at, you know at wrestlemania 34 and then it was like oh okay nah let's 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 screw up let's screw up becky lynch <laughs> Let's let's do a shit, sure thing. I shoot like God. They they got handed Becky on a platter. Yeah. Oh, like, you, you be like, if we gonna give you Becky, y'all gonna give us Charlotte. And yeah. And it, and it comes full circle yeah. with stories like we got into, in part, we got into it because of somebody's ascension. Like the pipe bomb was an ascension of CM Punk, right? The yes movement is the ascension of Daniel Bryan. Becky comes along as the ascension of the man and like that's what that as fans is what you want is like we want to see a star break through Vince <laughs> like and you know like it has to it, it, it has to be like in a, in a bad way like I feel like so much of what they did with Roman was so badly done and so not actually to his real like what he naturally is comfortable with doing that like by the time he like you know they may have pushed him maybe a year before he was ready like as a single they did. Stop. 
But they did. They definitely the, did. Right. But by the time they get to 2017, he's ready. Right. Like, he had the matches or whatever else. He he had those matches in 2015 with like Daniel Bryan and like you know and in 2016 with with um with C, C, I'm not CM Punk AJ uh. Styles or whatever else. He, so he's having good ma- good quality matches and great matches with people. Like so he's earned it in the ring, but like as a character and as a promo, it's not there until 2017. It's like you've done so much damage to this dude's credibility with these people that are the nickiest nittest pickest fuckers ever all, of all time as fans. <laughs> and that includes me, right? Like that like once he, you know, cuts the See You Sunday um su- superstar movie or movie star thing to uh go to uh no li- not I'm saying no limit, no mercy two thousand seventeen against Cena is like this is what we've been waiting for. But they've screwed it up already. So in the crowd, like, no matter so whatever they do is that I think is a smart, nifty way to try to get them over for, like, a day, it doesn't last for more than a few weeks. And it's like, damn, man, it's really a bum to watch this top baby face, like, in the crowd just doesn't take to him. It's really because a bum to watch the product. It's, and, 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 and another thing that's frustrating for me is that you don't have to. He doesn't have. He's still going to be a top guy. He's still going to be your locker room leader. He's if he was a heel. Roman has gotten so many people over because they were opposite him. Just because they were opposite him, people yeah. liked them more. But you still okay. I just and he's a good damn heel. If they yeah. let him, yeah, he would be. He'd be a great heel. Oh my yeah. god, he'd be great. And at the same time, there's like a parallel situation in like New Japan, not even the Naito thing, right? Well, a but, bunch of different, a bunch of different like companies. But yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but like, um, like Okada being the champion, the whole entry was like, who was gonna knock him off? They could have come into. I think they were so uh, insistent on like putting him in the place to where he could win the title, and that it was like at a WrestleMania or something like that. That they were afraid to just lose themselves in the calendar, commit to like something like a heel turn, and then make the story. Who's gonna knock him off? Like if he would have been the champion going into WrestleMania, some of them years, yes. like, Okada was the champion going into Wrestle Kingdom. Tanahashi was the champion going into Wrestle Kingdom. It's like, can you defend it against like such and such? That was like, I I feel like that's the route they never tried with him because yeah. they had Brock. Because they had Brock. And Brock oh, really yeah. was a hindrance. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's oh, enough. Yeah. Yeah, Brock that's is the awesome. reason why I'm really disinterested in men's wrestling because he's always at the top. And it's like there's no entry. Like, and people don't want to admit that. And it's that's why it's hard to get over because, like, at the end of the day, there's still Brock. Yeah. There's a mark for him. He's going to come in. And he's going to come in. And, and shit all over nothing. everything. Yes. Yeah. He's not he's gonna come in. He's not gonna say shit except for like maybe once a year. And then you're gonna have Brawl Heyman for like the fiftieth time try to figure out the fiftieth way to try to slice an onion. Right. That's already been sliced fifty times already. Right. Yeah. Um and like I you know, Russ Money Thor was thirty four from you just like, okay. You've moved heaven and earth for this guy. It didn't take. You insisted. It's been years. You didn't want to turn him for whatever fucking reason. Whatever. All right. Pull the Band-Aid off now. Do, do it now. You you have no reason not to do it. And then they they thought that by him getting busted open with, by this fucking guy... And then after getting busted open, quote unquote, for real, Losing. and then getting pinned by a fake fucking wrestling move, 
That was trying to get sympathy for the crowd. And I was like, I remember uh, after WrestleMania 34, like immediately we did an immediate post instant reaction show. And I was like, the people that were listening to me, like, were saying, like, I've never heard James this down on like WWE and negative. And he's like, yeah, man, this is done. Like, I, the play, NBA playoffs are starting. I might. I might pay attention. I might not. And I end up going away until like I hosted the show solo for like four months after that. Yeah, bro, I, I, I just couldn't. I was like, you. Here's the thing about uh, WrestleMania 34, and because like I'm, I really take my role in the Roman Empire seriously <laughs> because understand when he was getting attacked, there just because like. At first, I was like, damn, don't nobody like him. But there were these w- group of women, because I was defending him. Mm-hmm. And they would be like, thank you. Thank you for saying this. I wanted to say it, but I was scared because everybody jumps on anybody who defends him. by incels. Yes. So I was like, fuck it. I'll fight these motherfuckers for y'all. <laughs> so, like, we held on to Roman and bought his merch and, like, kept watching for him and we kind of feel like Vince McMahon takes us for granted. The Empire. He do. He do. Because we're always going to be there. And they and Vince knows we're always going to support him. If he's on the car and we can get a ticket, we're going to the damn show. We're going to right. buy his ugly ass shirts. We're going to I'm cry glad. when he... I'm glad that you... <laughs> he had two good shirts. I, okay, thank you. I'm glad, he had I'm glad, two I'm, good shirts. I'm glad that you have mentioned that his shirts are kind of like... <laughs> Ugly. Yeah, yeah. Like, Dean I've Ambrose never... was getting all these cool ass shirts. Yeah. And Roman was getting the ugliest fucking shirts. And I'm like, oh, so are you telling me they like Roman better? They're giving him all this ugly ass merch. They're giving him <laughs> sucker and sucker test to say. Between our um like our friend group, we every time there's shirts that come out or like a rash of them, we we send them to our group to, to immediately judge them and be like, all right, this is sabotage. This yeah. is something because there's been <sighs> Brian's got a lot of horrible shirts too. Daniel Bryan don't have no good shirts. None. The yes shirt, the white yes shirt with his face on it. That's the only good one. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I would say the I would say the first Roman shirt, like the the <clears throat> the, the one that you had, Rich, with yeah, basically the like the original, one. like you know, what like his logo. It's cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, I don't know if they and then the, all, all the stuff with like the big the dogs is like oh oh okay <laughs> I guess like the first one with the dog too. is the first one with the dog is good but okay. they are going I, overboard now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's just a, <laughs> I think it was like at the time when he started having as Rich calls it the uh, the WrestleMania 33 match or Undertaker as he calls it the yard match is when he was like yeah. you know the big dog in the yard and I'm just like oh no they're putting these <laughs> on shirts oh no don't do this to this man but uh, but, but yeah, we still it, bought him we like he was he, he listen he was beating all the full time guys he could never be John Cena right. and people would always use that against him but I'm like we don't want him to be John Cena. Like we want him to be Roman Reigns, right. and they was trying to get him to be John Cena. Yep, yep. Vince is always. I mean, that's what suffering. I'm sorry. That's what suffering suck attached was about. Like that tongue twisted me. But like the whole idea was, all right. Like I think, I think personally, what got him over with the Shield stuff was one. They they almost never lost. But besides that point, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, they just came in and whooped everybody's ass. Yeah. Like sound. Look, that sounds like how everybody's ever made a star in, in wrestling, right? So, right. Um, 
they came in, they wreaked havoc on everybody. They had kick-ass matches. All three of them were distinct and different. Um, they didn't get to see, you didn't see that much personality from all three of them, but they were all interesting. So that was enough to that was enough to carry you through the day. So they all split hey, up, and, and they all would have been. Um, I, I forgot what territory it was. They would have they would have serviced the rats. <laughs> oh, yeah, Lord. but and 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 there's another thing I think that makes them different from like a DX or whatever. They weren't all trying to get. It seemed like they liked each other, like they actually. Mm. Like, like they weren't just trying to be stars. They okay. like they hugged each other. Like this works with girls. I don't know about y'all, but what got them over with the women is how affectionate they were towards each other in the shield. Oh yeah, oh, I, I, heard, I heard about that fan fiction. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. it works. It works though because they're like, I love you, and they're hugging each other. It wasn't. It was like the right. shield was like. Not toxic masculinity, like the right, appropriate right. amount of masculinity. Yeah, like, I, I, um, I think of one in particular. One moment they had was when um, I think it was during the Wyatt feud. I'm not sure. And when they teased the breakup, when like they were, yes. they're about to lose. So Seth walks off, and, like he, he basically hops off and avoids the tag, and they take a L. And then the next week, you're like, what the hell's about to happen? And then basically the whole all they did to solve it was Ambrose just decks him to the ground, and he gets up, and they're cool now. Right, and I'm like, that's what I like. Like, yes, y'all are family. Y'all get frustrated with each other, but at the end of the day, it's all love. But like, nah, I need to deck you one time, then we can we can move on. Right, like, uh, but yeah, like in for example, I watch uh, Stardom or whatever um, in Japan, and like, that's one of the things for me that was like, yeah, like all these people in these factions, they all love each other, and then like when they, you don't see the love, like you kind of like, huh, what's going on? And then eventually, right, like, it turns to a long long form storytelling to where like, oh, it's Tam Nakano and Arisa and Arisa Hoshiki like start kneeing each other's faces off. Like, okay, I get that. So yeah, I understand what you mean. And then the the re- the thing they really did with Roman that they when they broke the shield up, they had him chasing championships while Dean was pissed off at Seth, right. and yep. and that fucked Roman yep. so hard. He was cracking jokes and drugging. Stephanie and coffee and shit, and I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? What the that. fuck? I wasn't even a fan then. I was, was like it? iffy on Roman then. Wasn't I was X-Lax? like, what the fuck? Wasn't X Lax? They did do X Lax. X Lax or something. She threw up all over Vicky, and Vicky got fired. So Roman was actually an asshole. He got somebody fired. WWE tell her babyface writing. Was just getting was just getting shoved into championship matches for no reason. Meanwhile, Dean wants to kill Seth. Right, because of the betrayal, and that, that was the thing for me. It was like I looked, I thought about this just uh, yesterday. I never thought about it in these terms, but it was they basically shot a. It was a fashion guy broke up, but they shot a a basic a tag team breakup angle in like either Roman or because like you look back at it now, it's like clearly they wanted Seth and Roman to both succeed, and Ambrose they could they they were in, they didn't care one way or the other. They didn't what care. Yeah, so they like, Yeah, so at the time I'm thinking like watching on watching is like okay, well the the person on the mic is always Ambrose. The person I like wrestling the most is Seth and like I like what they're doing with Roman, but Roman still clearly is behind them in the ring so far. Those two. So it's still coming along, but I think he's going to make it. Like I'm thinking in my mind like he's going to become like a Batista love a superstar or bigger, right? So they do the breakup 
and you know he gets the one chair shot and then they do basically go straight ahead where he's off to the side and they're doing the Ambrose and Rollins thing to to get Rollins over when in retrospect what they should have done given what we know now is they should have had they should have did Roman chasing after Rollins after betrayal and then that would have built him up with credibility and you have empathy with him and he has yep. all that uh he has all that pathos and then he just wins the rumble, and we're off to the races. Oh, also, you make sure Daniel Bryan comes back the night after that Royal Rumble. But, but that's what the happened. next night, right? right? Don't bring him back and then dump him. That's one of the worst yeah. rumbles ever. Oh, it is. And, and, yeah. Like I, I, I don't know I, I what they gone, were thinking. I have yeah. gone into extreme yes. detail we've about done, how yes, we've really, that yes. match. Listen, I. We've Listen, I spent, I've sat and watched, so I've watched all the Rumble matches to the point where I, I know who the point man usually is in the mm-hmm. Rumble matches, like who who's who's actually directing traffic and stuff, mm-hmm. and that match is just such a, like, it was like, like who, who thought? Sabotage! Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's the only, that's the only, like. They are so competent in doing so many things. Why did they do? Right. It seems intentional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and the thing was, is like, okay, so you see what they did, and it's like, all right. Like, clearly, I don't know what their plan, their plan was before he got the hernia thing. He had to go away. But, like, when they kept doing the, you know, the progress reports with him and Michael Cole, it was like, they don't want you to forget him. And this is, like, around the time that me and Rich started, like, becoming quote-unquote smart fans right yeah where it's like okay so what's going on behind the scenes what the fuck's going on like where's daniel bryan and 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 like then it turned into okay so daniel bryan he may or may not come back the next guy's roman and it's like really i'm thinking about like really roman like i like him and all but like and then before like, and, like, then, and then and then in between then what happened Ambrose what happened him. no i'm saying we talked about all of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ro- while Roman is out, right before Roman comes back, who gets on that best oh. friend podcast? Oh, who gets on their best oh, friend's podcast? Got to make Roman look strong. Who who gets on their best friend's podcast? And yeah. I don't give. I don't care. I don't want to get into it too deep because some people do not believe, uh, believe me. But especially now with the recent shit he's been doing, I think. He said that shit on purpose. This was not the first podcast. This was the second one. After the first one blew up and everybody was making memes of everything he said. This man is smart. He is a very good manipulator. And he is also jealous of people who get pushed and give WrestleMania main events over him. And he knew they were going to put him in their main event. He knew it. He sabotaged that man. He did that shit. Okay, so he I spent never... a whole podcast sabotaging Ryback. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That, and that's another one. It's like well, the thing that okay, right. I, never heard, I never heard a second podcast, but I heard the first one. So, like in my mind, like I mean, if you have eyes, you know they're trying to push. You know, like they're trying to push Roman. Like clearly, like when he sets the record for most uh, elimination in a Rumble the year or the year before that Rumble. He, you know, he eliminates like almost everybody under the sun in that Survivor Series match. You know, yeah. like, yeah. that's who they're primed like. to push. Right? <laughs> but like, even on the terms of like that stupid 2013 TLC uh, uh, match that they had, the three on one Shield versus CM Punk match, and he's explaining, "Oh my like, god, y'all want me to get this dude over, but y'all want me to also win? That's fucking dumb. Just let him beat me." Like, and yeah. I was like, so. 
And then he's burying right back, and I'm thinking like, so, so I never, my mind never put the two. I never heard a second podcast. So I don't know what was said. So, so, so the, the first one he talked about his grievances, and yeah, then he yeah, did a right. he did a follow up the next week and answered fan questions. Oh, and okay. that's the the follow up one is where he did the make him look strong. I thought it was the first one. No, it was okay. the second okay. one. Okay. So I, I think I think see, I think CM Punk just gave kind of like the he put the 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 music. To the lyrics that everyone are yes, he did. Right. To, he validated. He, he put the match to the people already he struck that, the I match. Think. Oh yeah. yeah, see Roman is smart. People don't realize, but he knows when the sh- when they formed the shield. He said, "Guys used to recognize you know Seth from ROH. They recognized Dean because he's that's John Moxley. But guys in the crowd would always give him shit when they would walk through the crowd." Cause he's the muscle bound, you know, WWE guy. He said they fans have certain fans have been doing this since he got caught up. Yeah, absolutely. There's always that sort of fan is like I'm a WWE fan or I'm watching wrestling, but like I want to watch any wrestling, even though this is WWE. There is a, there there's definitely that. I'm going to I'm going to call Seth Rollins Kobe Lopez or. <laughs> He, he, whatever his ROH name was, you know. Oh, Tyler Black was his ROH. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. Funny. I'm gonna call him Tyler Black because I'm cool with those type of fans. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it's also funny that like the Seth thing. We just mentioned Seth because it's like they also were pushing Seth on the other end too, and like like they were they were pushing two people. Like it was they basically like we have John Cena and Batista, and eventually we're gonna figure out who's who's actual number one guy and go from there. And like you know, they went with Roman, and then like. They always had Seth just underneath behind them in case it was some, you know, reason for you know to break the case or break the glass case of emergency and then like they figured like, well, we can't they get broke that motherfucker. They broke it. Yeah. Yeah. Woo but, boy. Know what else they bought to break? These fucking rules. Like <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> that already Did you see the behind the scenes photo? Of how they filmed the uh, the boneyard match. No, they nobody had on masks. Nobody was. They was. It, they were on the set for eight hours, all close together, more than Hanging two out. people. Like, yeah, man. So I, I keep saying and I keep tweeting. If WWE called me right now, I would laugh and hang up the phone. <laughs> I wouldn't even be no words. I'd be like, "Oh, you want me to come back? <laughs> Click." Like what? I don't. I mean, let's heard. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. The um, WW like Vince McMahon. Essentially, everyone showed up to the building like Friday, apparently expecting to tape like four or five weeks of TV. This is NXT. This is Raw. This is SmackDown. Right. It was. I thought it was supposed to be three weeks of TV for those, or no? Or tape basically up until Money in the Bank. Okay. 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 Mm. But. Uh, Vince McMahon has decided, no, we're going to do it live, like your boy Bill O'Reilly said. Um, <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> yep. Do it live. Fuck it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, the, um, and, the, and the craziest thing about it that, um, you know, the reason is because Fox uh, in USA have an option to, you know, like WWE has, has to have a certain amount of live shows and they have a certain amount of tape shows and that tape number I believe it's like is three. three. Yeah. yeah, three. Out of 52 so, weeks, three. So, and it's and it's not this definite. Seems fair, right? doesn't it? <laughs> right. 
and it's not this definite threat like hey they're going to take the money from us if we go over it but vince is like you know we don't even want to put that on the table if they got any type of buyer's remorse because these numbers ain't exactly been you know what they're looking for because it's like you know you go to network television you would think you know it's gonna go up but you know <laughs> um yeah, yeah like, and, I, I think and, that, i think the it, rule is that they're uh you know, this then it gets into demo talk or whatever else, and it's like Jesus Christ. But I think the number is fine, but the they wish more young people were watching it. So he's basically giving them a form. Do they has, know what young people? I have children. Oh, by, by young, they mean like under thirty-five. But I'm saying no. I have children. I have a thirteen-year-old, a twelve-year-old, and an eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. What WWE provides, young children are not interested in. There's nothing they can do short of not being a fucking wrestling show that is going to get children in mass watching them right now. What right. they should be doing is taking care of our old asses because we're the ones that are fucking watching. Right. That's what, <laughs> right. That's what we've been saying for years as they've like as their average or median age has gotten older and older and older and now they're in the 50s. It's like y'all say it's entertainment for kids, but kids don't watch that shit. So now what? But right. keep you don't want to like keep I I'm I, I'm not I, saying I, go TV, I'm not saying go TV fourteen I'm saying like okay <laughs> can we uh, yeah that's no, I don't want to go back to the attitude era at all but no like, can we now like since like if you're gonna do your your sports entertainment foolishness and goofiness or whatever else fine can you make it to where it's more palatable as a person that is uh an adult and I don't mean that in no like condescending way like but like I like goofy stuff too but it's like okay. Focus on a storyline. Let it have a beginning, middle, end, and transition. Don't just do right. stuff for three weeks and then move <laughs> the fuck on. And then I'm supposed to be like, wait, what? Wait, what? Yeah. So that's what makes it hard to like buy in because like you can't invest because if you invest, it literally like punishes they you for you. investing. <laughs> so WWE had a statement to ESPN and where they um, essentially are. Uh, and they basically gave their wrestlers a letter to show the police when they're communicating, like, we are essential mm. media, which oh, is what? absolute cap. They but, gave what? Oh, you didn't hear about this? They gave them yeah, a- I, yeah, I just saw so, that. So Vince McMahon gave these boys a letter, you know, like... Um, Documentation? Yeah. Like, you know, like our boy Zach. Slave papers. Uh, he, he works for facilities like, at, at our at our <laughs> job. So he's essential, right? Um, yeah. My, my fiancé. Yes. My fiance, she works for um, an orthodontics uh, office. She's an mm-hmm. essential. She travels with something to show, hey, I have to go to work. My mom, she works at a grocery store. She has a paper. I am essential. I have to go to work or whatever, right? Vince has given these people <laughs> these papers that says we are essential media, like, and basically taking advantage of some type of uh, role, like the wording for it. Essential media is like, people that work for the news station right people right this you know the news or whatever right. like, like people that help set up the cameras to, to the news station right so like and, and i don't think you can ignore the politics that are behind this with florida and ron DeSantis. yeah and, and if, this, if wwe was located in california i feel like none of this would be oh, happening shit would have been shut down i don't no. know how AEW gets away with their shit for bte yeah well it's in their backyard but you still have people f- uh, driving around to get there to job to them. <laughs> maybe that, maybe they're just their neighbors or something. <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't know. Look, look, I, I, look, I, just, I'd be real ew, concerned. For, uh, I'd be, if I were um, 
uh, what's it? If I was Scorpio Sky, I'd be real concerned trying to drive around at this time out there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there was because no also- Arian and Daniel's gonna be fine, but like Scorpio oh, yeah. Sky, no pull. What are you doing? I'm a you're a, you're an essential wrestler. Is that right? Come here. <laughs> they actually pulled him over on BCE. Oh God. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> so, so they said, um, we believe it is now more important than ever to provide people <laughs> with a diversion from these hard times. We are <laughs> on our closed set with only a <laughs> and is following appropriate guidelines additional precautions to ensure the health and wellness of our performers and staff. As a brand that has been woven into the fabric of society, everybody <laughs> Superstars bring families together and deliver a sense of hope, determination, and perseverance. It always comes back to the fans, and, and they're doing. Stephanie it for, uh, wrote it. Stephanie oh wrote that. that Ste- Stephanie, Stephanie drew, could, uh, put that together. Thank God for Stephanie, because <clears throat> without him, they could not. Stephanie, listen, she's my favorite McMahon. I will never slander her. She is the greatest bullshit artist. <laughs> <laughs> You saw her opening up up WrestleMania. You knew what it was. Yes, yes. Good point. People like Vince didn't want to show up. No, no. Stephanie said, Dad, I got this. I, no, 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 Dad. Here's where I step in. (laughs) It's another thing. Like, think about what the company has been the last, I don't know, since they moved back to, or let's say like this decade, right? With Berrios and Wilson being fired, like, the public face is now Stephanie until they find somebody full time. So like, yeah, right. it makes all the sense. It's like the reason why we were able to get better sponsorships in the future was because of burials, Wilson and Stephanie, not because of Vince. Vince will still be out here trying to sell acne cream and shit or acne. Let me, let, let me tell you people. That's why people are like put shade in charge. Hell no. Like Stephanie is the life support. Now I, Man, Triple H, Triple H is fucking around. <laughs> this is fucking around, and Stephanie's got her head on straight eyes on the fucking prize. I'm going to guide these men if yeah. he kills me. <laughs> right? Yeah. Now, as far as like the uh, the nonsense about that, la- that was la- what were the last two sentences again? Can you please run that back, Turbo? Yes. Um. So basically, they came out here. And we're like, as a brand that has been woven into the fabric of society, I can't dispute that there. Um, WWE and its superstars bring families together. That's cap. Um, <laughs> and deliver a sense of hope, determination, and perseverance. Okay. So, my thought to that would be... James, when's the last time WWE has helped you persevere? Persevere? Yes. Not never. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'm going. I'm. I'm going. I'm going to give them this as an awkward teenage girl uh-huh. who, like, I did not feel like I was from here. Wrestling did like distract me, and I get what they're. I get what they're saying, right. but understand, I. Ha- you know what I've been doing? I've been on the network. I'm. Currently, it's muted, but I'm watching uh, SummerSlam 96. I'm binging. So, yes, uh-huh. thank you, but I don't need live wrestling. Right. That's cap. Right. They have so many out. I, there's not a, they got too much wrestling. I cannot go through all of the shit they have in oh, the time I have to it. quarantine. And I'm not going, I'm not, I had to, listen, okay, let's not, it's kind of political, but I'm, 
my views are extreme, so I don't want to get too out there. But I, on my daughter's birthday, which was March 21st, I like I had an anxiety attack because I was working at a restaurant that is definitely not essential, and they were definitely not cleaning properly to like keep us alive. And I, when I went to my manager, she just brushed me off. and was like, so are you quitting? And I was like, I have enough money in my bank account to quit. So yes, I'm quitting. And I never went back to work. So I'm, trust me, I'm not out there. I'm not getting a steady income right now and talking shit about what WWE needs to do. I'm fucked up. After, after June, if I don't get some income, I'm going to be fucked up. But you know what? I'd rather be fucked up and broke. <laughs> and I can and, and, and then going out there get getting other people sick or getting myself sick, getting my kids sick. Yeah, yeah, I get you. And I this this pandemic has exposed yep. so like people are terrible, people are horrible. Yeah, I want to go in a cave and never come out. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> like or just me and I, I, I want. Our people, basically, to get the fuck away from these others, because like <laughs> I've seen, I've it's I'm dead serious. That's why I'm laughing. Yes, <laughs> it's like I want us. We can't. I wish we could just all get on one accord and be like, "This is the plan. This is where we're going, and we're not letting anybody in." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because like, oh my god. Oh, but WWE is dead fucking wrong. And at first, I was like, "Yay, they're continuing to WrestleMania, rah rah rah!" But fuck that shit, no. Yeah, especially like, like when when I heard like I was has, I was starting to think because I didn't even want like this the shit with Roman and his book in the past year has been trash. But yep. I said I said I wasn't going to keep complaining about it because he's happy, he's flourishing, he came back from leukemia he, he come out there he's smiling he seemed like he having a good time so he getting paid and he is getting paid it's obvious he getting paid because he's sitting at home right now he don't have a letter to travel right. you know so fuck themselves. so i'm 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 happy that he took that leadership position but it's like it's so sad that most of them Feel can't like do can't. that they feel like right because they feel it's like so there's sad. Be retaliation for like all right well you left us in the middle we're not gonna push you the, yeah, exactly they're afraid about what's gonna happen on the back end of this yeah and, and this is like you know one thing i know like you like you're a big marines fan see you on twitter and um the the thing about like roman like pulling out i i came on the show a couple weeks ago and commended him for doing it and then you know you, you really have to wonder about that, you know, quote unquote retaliation, because it's like, wow, are they going to book him even worse this year? I think, <laughs> but this is the but this is the thing about Roman. He went. Can you imagine being in his shoes and winning the Royal Rumble with the? But no, I'm saying let's go back to 2005 and being in his shoes and being in the ring mm-hmm. next to The Rock, one of the most popular people in the world, and getting mm-hmm. shit on. Yep. And you know, for the most part, because he didn't say some couple of things, you know, but for the most part, keeping your head above water and not stooping to a certain level or seeming bitter, and you know, right. so, <laughs> so like, 
Yeah, like the most I he got feel- on Roman is like him complaining a couple times about, you know, lashing out by saying stuff like, you know, I got these fucking uh, 30-year-old nerds out here. But he's telling the truth, though. Yeah, yeah, he's telling the truth, but it's yeah. also like, I figured he said it's someone along the lines like it was a kid's thing in that time. I was like, if he had just yeah, left sometime the kid's thing out, like, he just left the kid's yeah. thing out, it would have been fine. Yeah, I agree, but did it ain't Seth. It, it, damn sure ain't Seth though. No, no. Oh, Seth, poor but listen, I was like I I was saying, yeah, but sometimes people gotta get it out. Right. Now if it's constant and it keep going on and on and on, you be like, Okay. Somebody who always whining, which mm. we'll talk about later. But like <laughs> I yeah, just like- I don't think Roman cared. He, I think he at the point, and we all cracked the code. He got two new twins, so he got two sets of twins in his house now. Oh wow! Yes. Wait. wait. That he, 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 he has five kids. Okay, so I only knew about one. Only knew when about he girl. did when when he did the video, he said, "Y'all don't know that I got new twins at the house. The twins that was already known about were toddlers. They were born in like 2016 or 2017." Okay. So, when nobody referred to they toddlers as new. Gotcha. <laughs> mm. He, I'm like he. Mm. So <laughs> <laughs> he got he, he got new <laughs> right. Don't miss. I'm not mad. Like I can't blame his wife though. I can't. So I'm not mad at her. But I believe what happened was he probably was gonna do it and be a company guy. Somebody was sick. Probably the means. I'm not gonna say it was the means, but somebody was sick. He probably called his wife and told her about it. She said, "If you don't get in your car and bring your ass home, you're not gonna be able to come home." She was like, "You can keep wrestling, but I don't know where you gonna sleep at." <laughs> so he said, "Well, gotta go." That's my opinion. The wife put her. I don't think. See, I don't think Vince got nothing on Galena. I don't. People, one time, people, Roman, Roman rarely tweet, but somebody was talking shit about his wife, or she was mixed or something, and he came in there and said, nope, I have, I am married to a strong black woman. I was like, this nigga don't even never tweet, but he gonna defend that. Galena, no, I do remember Galena that. versus remember Vince, that. he was like, fuck Vince, fuck Vince, <laughs> I've got yeah. to go with my wife. Yeah, and, and, so, and, I, and I think him doing that is just like, is so cool for him to do. He's doing the right thing, regardless. Like he's doing the right thing. And yeah, if, like any of them had, if any of them had done that, had that been Becky Lynch or had that been Brock Lesnar, Undertaker, whatever. Well, Brock. I don't Lesnar, think Brock Undertaker. coming back. I don't think Brock. You think Brock coming back? Um, I think Brock will come back if it's like it gets to the SummerSlam situation, which it probably will. But it's like, and they're gonna have to pay him double. Why? If Brock yeah, come back, yeah. they're gonna Brock pay him double. Up. Yeah. The match gonna be short as hell. Yep. <laughs> he, yep. he Brock ain't with it either. Brock ain't trying to get sick. He he actually don't the thing he had. I can't never pronounce diverticulitis. But you know, yep. yes. Doesn't that make him like more at risk or something? Yeah, I don't so know. Flare back it, it, act, yep. it actually doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It does not. Apparently, yeah. Oh, really? okay. That's well, I, I mean, it's a GI thing or whatever else. So, it, like, I think it might be a thing where it can come and go depending on his health at the time or whatever mm-hmm. else. So, I think it's a situation where, like, if he does have it at the time and then catches that, then he'll be fucked up. But, like, we don't know. Oh, okay. uh, it's, almost, it's almost like stomach herpes in a way. <laughs> so, the shit might flare up on him and then he'll be fucked up if he catches Oh, wow. It. But I don't think he will. But, I don't, like, my, I, my mom has uh, diverticulitis or whatever else. You know when she caught okay. diverticulitis? 
When? When we were in New Orleans for WrestleMania 34. Really? Wow. What, a, what a great trip that turned out to be. For WWE. Wow. Yeah, but right. anyway, yeah, like, so she, um, like, so I'm just using it from some of the stuff I know, but, like, it's something that can, like, it can, it can flare back up, but it's not like, it's, you know, if he catches it when he, you know, he's good then, and, like, it'll be just like anything else. But if he's fucked up and then it happens, then he could be really bad. Mm. Well, I just feel like they would have to, Brock, just because it's happening, he'd be like, you got to give me pandemic pay. Another five yep. mil on top of that, I'll yep. show up. But I don't blame him. I never begrudge Brock. I blame him for they pay him all that money, and sometimes he gets piss poor performance. Like, if they paying you like a show pony, you need to be one every time you show up. <laughs> Yeah. Every single time. I yeah, don't we care. Got, we got one rule on this show. Like, take Vince McMahon's money under any circumstance. Yep. Right. Like, Please like, take it. Like, he don't need it. You know. To earn it. The entire, the entire, right. uh, the entire workforce and the the labor situation, they're getting, they're all collectively underpaid compared to what they should be making anyway. So yeah, go get that money. Like when Edge, yeah, did, like ten percent of all of their profit or That's something. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's um, a, such a small percentage of what they actually earn goes to the wrestlers. Right, it's fucking ridiculous. And then like you see, you know, historically what has been since probably since really Cena and it's like they have people they want to push for whatever reason at the time and they'll push them to a certain level but they won't like make them they won't try to make them and start creating them in the way that they did like The Rock for example not saying anyone can reach the levels of The Rock but like they're not even going to try to that to that level like it's almost like Rock left them in 2003 or 4 or whatever that was or 2002 never or whatever again. and then they're like oh no we are never letting somebody become this big a damn star just leave us high and dry yeah, you know. Unless they're yeah, going for like they, 15 years like Cena. <laughs> well, somebody else that recently left him high and dry, we thought, uh, yeah. is, is back in the news cycle uh, for opening her fuck box. And, mm. uh, Here we go. And, and personally, I, I've said on the show, I don't care whether Ronda Rousey ever shows up in wrestling again. <laughs> completely turned off by the way they use her towards the end. I... I'm not a Ronda Rousey fan. I, I was happy when Holly Holmes put the paws on her. I was happy when um, what's her name gave her the business Amanda, Amanda Nunes. Nunes. Uh, it, it, it was like you can't even handle with in the fake sport, as you say. You can't even handle folks booing you. So uh, I'm gonna throw it in like and, you know she uh, was in some interview with with Steve O, I believe from Jackass. Yeah. I believe so on a podcast. <laughs> a wild she, boy. Yeah, yeah. And she comes through and is talking about, you know. Get, getting that mainstream media attention, huh? Right. All that mainstream right. media attention. Oh, Steve-O from Jackass. Woo! Okay. <laughs> yeah, Scott Hall fingers. Woo! <laughs> but. Um, Ooh. Yeah, she, she was on there saying uh, the, the fan, she's never coming back full time. Uh, because of her, you know, the fans and, you know, people like disrespected her and she's just, she ran through a whole like litany of like things. Then she lists some long lines of like when she got a, a um, when she got a physical from them, she found out that she had like a partially broken back somewhere. Yeah, she had yeah. something wrong with her back. Probably and like a she, transverse uh, deal. Uh, she basically says, um, 
took like she's like yeah what am i doing for if i'm not able to spend my time and energy on my family but instead spending my time and energy on a bunch of fucking ungrateful fans that don't even appreciate me i mean she's, she, she's not wrong <laughs> there but, but she, she then continues uh you know i wasn't even home when i was uh you know when i was home uh, scheduled 200 days a year and you know she was like there's more to it than you just see on tv and she loves performing and, and all this other stuff but she'll never be full-time again and she just needed to learn it and get immersed in it before she understands what's going on a lot of fans took this the wrong way and this led to ronda responding um on twitter with this statement <laughs> oh, <laughs> so Here we it's go. the real the real and she does hashtag kayfabe killer newsflash um <laughs> I'll, i'm not i'm not gonna steal uh Tanya's thunder but uh she's like anyone who's outraged by me calling pro wrestling fake fights for fun has never been in a real fight while you all are tiptoeing around bruising some pro wrestlers huge soft egos no one is thinking about all the real in all caps fighters you're insulting when pretending pro wrestling is somehow on the same level of realism yes i understand wrestling 300 days a year for years on an end is incredibly tough on the body and a difficult profession, but you do you know what would happen if you got in 300 real fights a year? You would be dead. These feel like a series of straw man statements because, like, no one was talking about that. I mean, look, I don't know what's on her Twitter timeline and in the, in the, in the monsters and, and ghouls that, that message all these women online, uh, public or uh, famous women, so I don't know what she was responding to. Um, if... I'm sure there were some fools that sent that kind of stuff to her or whatever else, but most of the discussion around it, like, nah, we we're all most wrestling fans are all aware that these are fake fights, and they might bristle, they might even bristle at the the word fake, but like, ain't nobody gonna be hold you up, be like, hold on, hold on, what you mean, bro? No, like, it's 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 cool, but like, you know, that I think that's what it is when it comes to pro wrestling. Uh, like, you're on Twitter, you're on the road, so all you have to look at is Twitter. You see all this toxic bullshit, and then you think like that's what how the whole world perceives people that you know, and that's how you that's how you get like that us versus them bunker mentality from the main from the main roster folks to their the fans, and they feel like they're ungrateful assholes. Like one, you tr- you know that what if what Vince is having you go out there and do is foolish. And then, like, but you you have to soldier up and do it because you cash in that check. You hope eventually that pays off. Then on the other end, you got the company uh, sending y'all all that, you know, politicized bullshit. And then you have to deal with the said assholes we just mentioned. And so it all balls up and turns to a cycle of us versus them. And it's like, if you in it, I can see how you can fall into that because that becomes your reality. Tanya, would you um think about some of these statements that um that Ronda? out here and okay put down because i thought you was going in <laughs> okay just for a disclaimer because I, I thought about it i uh i just want to make it clear i don't like ronda rousey i never liked her but just because i heard her reputation and i did not like her because i don't watch mm-hmm. ufc because i'm not interested the reason why i watch Man. wrestling the main reason i watch is because it's fake so uh-huh. I have no problem with fake work. I prefer simulated violence over real violence. Real violence, I'm like, oh, fuck, no. Simulated violence, I'm with. I appreciate that it is a cooperation. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's what I'm here for. Gotcha. Start off. It's an art. Thank you. So 
that being said, I don't give a fuck where any of these people come from before they get into wrestling. Same here. I just want I just want them to wrestle. I just want them to entertain me. And so if I know it's not real, no, no, none of nothing about your reputation matters to me. I want you to entertain me. Right. Now I will say Rhonda has entertained me, but mm-hmm. in an ironic way. She she is I'm I'm serious. She is she stuck out like a sore thumb. It's obvious. She's she was in over her head. She doesn't know what she is doing. The things she is saying right now, they are called excuses. Ronda Rousey was a heel in UFC. She is used to yep. people talking shit about her. And she played she, it off. Thank you. She 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 says this and gets people riled up and and people are like well she's working you is she working you she's if she come back she's gonna come back for the money and because it keeps attention on her ww uh wwe has been sold uh some little story that she she actually matters and she should draw she didn't move that didn't even that fucking much over any other woman i know how to do google trends i know how to look for how people move evolution when Ronda was the champion did not move tickets until Nikki Bella was announced when Nikki Bella was announced as her partner the Bella Armor army started buying tickets half of the crowd was the Bella army but we still want to talk she just she just fucked her you know that's okay where the crack started for Ronda that we we called it out at the time. Yes. Oh, oh, you mean that's when, she when slut, the crack oh, when started? Sluts, when she sluts shamed, slut shamed her. That's when I listen. She was a little engine that could, and it was funny to me, and I was rooting for her. But when she got up there and, as a feminist, chose to slut shame a, another successful woman, I was done with that bitch because yeah. she controls her creative. She picks that shit. She just she ain't never gonna lose. Cause if it's fake, why you can't lose? Right. Yeah. See, this is. This is. It is. See, here's my theory, though. I just want to say, I think this is the work because she can't hack it. She can't come out and say that. So no, she's never going to come back full time. She's never going to come back like she did because she cannot handle it. (laughs) She mentally or physically, she can't hack it. And then she was injuring the girls, so half the girls don't even like her. Half the girls don't even want to fuck with her. And when I believe Naya, Naya knows. See, the thing I got, I the thing about Naya is she knows her privilege and she uses it. And I believe Naya said she gonna fucking stiff her if they put her in the ring together. I believe that. Because <laughs> Alexa, like, them girls are friends. And Alexa Law, like, I'm not the biggest Alexa Bliss fan. I don't care if she ever wrestled again. But you you're not you're supposed to take care of each other in the ring that's one of the first things they teach you and alexa bliss lost a year of her career because this woman was just slanging on her fucking head sasha banks had her se- shoulder separated when bailey was going ham in the lead up to elimination chamber they made sasha banks wrestle in the elimination chamber and win them titles with a separated shoulder then they helped put out after she took a fucking break to heal mentally and physically that she was being an ungrateful little black bitch. But they will not, but they, but Ronda Rousey white ass can come and shit all over wrestling, but in the same motherfuckers they sit out to talk shit about Sasha, Mark Henry will come out and say, y'all love this white woman. 
that is conducive to one-on-one matches and that's when she has her best stuff is her one-on-one matches like really aside from like a TL that TLC match at Triple Threat with Oscar and, and, and Charlotte yeah. like Triple Threats is not are not meant for her and that's kind of the same thing with Shayna like Shayna's good with one-on-one matches because she can do the yeah. bullying, the bullying mm-hmm. you know work over a body part thing whatever but you go back to that Survivor Series match when it was uh, Becky and her and Bailey. And Bailey, oh and my god! And that don't work because that's she can't do the bullying storytelling. This seems like sabotage, <laughs> right? <laughs> like this is classic WWE. Somebody has a certain skill set, and we are going to make you work against that type because we only believe in wrestling our way. The the Vince man, the Vince man principles is the only principles you gonna get on this show. It doesn't matter if it makes the show worse. Yeah, so um, I think that so I think the main thing for me was just like going back to that when you talked about like yes that screwed up a bunch of stuff with with uh, Charlotte or it was Charlotte like this whole Charlotte thing like Becky didn't break through the way or um, after the fact because that whole build completely nerfed her right yeah the match didn't the match didn't put her over the way it was supposed to because they did the, the weird little wonk, the wonky you know shoulders You're up right. thing and they played mm-hmm. into it. It right. builds to a paper. It builds to a potential rematch that we don't know when we ever gonna get it. I mean, I guess exactly. speculation because it's gonna happen. You know, WrestleMania's in LA next year. That it could be that, but unless until that comes to fruition, we're still left in the dark, and that means you have to leave Becky on top for two whole years to get to that point. That's a long time. And and then who do they, uh, then who do they give her her first feud is with for three months? Oh, a Lacey. green. Right. Terrible, right. Lacey. I was like, this is this is a. It was such a mayonnaise feud. That's what I call it. They gave her a mayonnaise. It was like a mayonnaise feud, like a big ass bowl of mayonnaise. Here yeah. you go. So it's like, and I think and the thing to me is like <laughs> well, another thing. Like I have against it is like, okay, you gonna bring up Lacey Evans when there's Bianca. There's, there's right. Neo. Get the fuck out of my face with this. This is nonsense. Like I saw them both have their first televised match in the Mayon Classic. I saw Kyrie in in Bianca, and yes, Kyrie's one of the best women's re- or one of the best wrestlers in the world. But you can't fake that athleticism. You can't fake all that, and you see how she's improved over that time. And not for one point at any point I've ever seen Bianca Belair. I thought that like Lacey even now was better than her then. <laughs> So don't give me this bullshit. Lord have so mercy. Brought, I, I just... like, keep in mind, NXT has morphed has, has morphed over the years from being you know developmental and a few indie guys we bring in here to kind of like give some credibility and help get these young dudes more reps with vets that know what to do and tell them do this, don't do that. I don't even know what you're doing. Stop that shit right now. But now it's turned into a super indie itself whereas all these indie workers so the only people that are coming up and getting over are people that already established names from the independent scene or from overseas or from somewhere else other than America and the few people that are special enough that have broken through all of the bad like development of talent they've done with their PC act so like that's Velveteen Dream for the most part and that's Bianca Belair and there's a few other people like AOP's success story of they were green as goose shit and then eventually by working DIY and revival they became big, you know what? Become big bully motherfuckers right like, yeah I when, they first got to, when they first moved up I was like I will love nothing injured. more I will love nothing more <laughs> Then for them to come up, Roman turns heel and says, "I'm these are my oh, these are my heaters. God. I'm doing new improved shield with buff necks. <laughs> 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 That's what I wanted them to do. But that so but anyway, they're 
they are so far behind on developmental and now it's a super indie that like for Bianca to stand out the way she has in NXT to where she her and EO were the two gatekeepers where you have to go through them to get to Shayna like as a, as right. a person right that was I thought that like that's very impressive this is someone that's going to be a superstar and there's like Lacey really Lacey's Lacey Lacey like, Evans she, she's not even she's not even over on NXT to put her on TV enough like is she is it, is it, is it, right like as she, somebody who, it, it must be two developmentals going on let me let me, let me, let me yeah. understand the thing the thing is people what irritated me more than the fact that she was green in the ring is that she was getting so many compliments for Being her gimmick for her gimmick and I was like I Maga. listen I I know white southern women who right. behave like that they would she's the woman that they would talk about behind the the like sewing circles back because she's unpolished she she slouches like people got mad at me like they were having this thing I remember when Becky was going up against Charlotte and Lacey and Charlotte's sitting there in her little pink suit, sitting up like a proper Southern lady. Mm-hmm. And Lacey's all hunched over. And, and I was like, and I said, <laughs> and I made a tweet and I said, Charlotte was sitting there like a proper Southern lady more than Lacey. And all these girls were like jumping down my throat. And I'm like, you must not be from. And it's not just all of the South. It's a particular area of South, Louisiana, Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama, where these type of women that Lacey's supposed to be is coming from. Patches. These women these women do, are, don't also go in the garden or, or where they're <laughs> or where they're dressed on a tractor. I see what you mean. They you don't can, do that. Like They can mean. get in a tractor. They can do all that stuff. They're handsy and stuff, but they know the proper clothes to wear. They, they're not wearing like full makeup and high heels and a dress. And I'm like, this is yeah. Bugazi and it's bunk and I don't like nothing about it. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> get her I mean, out of here. Like she is basically what you're saying. I mean, it's a, you're you're talking strictly to the class, like, I, the class yeah. ideal. Like she is clearly comes from a certain a certain um, class background, and they're having her because of her just being from a certain region playing mm-hmm. something something that's ec- a socioeconomic that she has she no idea about she's playing a character and just hoping because of proximity she'll be able just to grab so i get what you're saying yeah yeah and yeah. it's and it's and it's kind of insulting to yeah. proper southern ladies yeah <laughs> which she is not yeah. she is a yeah. nasty and, and, yeah. and <laughs> this bitch said that nasty was a term of endearment yeah, and the yeah. women's wrestling, we have been on her neck since then because she started calling other people. We were like, but it's supposed to be a time of endearment. I was like, what happened to that? Now you're using it as an insult. <laughs> yeah. Like, so. I've never called nobody nasty as a compliment right. in the Them South. Fine words. The fine words. Right. Yeah. So, one thing um, about that is like, that's classic WWE where it's like, okay, you have a catchphrase. Pull down version. Yeah. Yeah. You have a catchphrase. You have a catchphrase. And then, depending on, they don't want you to be a baby face or a heel. They want you to be a a a pretty much an archetype, archetype almost. And then, like if you turn heel, we want you to use the same catchphrases to mean one thing, and then when you turn baby face, it means another. Like the perfect one was EC3 was in NXT. He comes in NXT, you know, being a gigantic body guy as the top one percent. Right, I'm, I am in the top one percent. And then hilarious. the song got so over, and he was such a great, you know, personality that he got over as a babyface. So he turned it. He's remember he literally said like, you know, 
one percent is a is a is a is a frame is a frame of mind is a or what's the line is a, is a way of life for whatever it's a state of mind. mind it's like look if you want to be top one percent it's about you you know believing in yourself and going after believe you can be the best of the best it's like that sounds good but that's also bullshit ec3 and that's the same thing with the nasty thing it's like that's now nasty why. is a term of endearment it's like get the fuck out of here put put up your set <laughs> yeah Thank you. That's why, like, oh. when Bailey first changed and people were oh, shitting God. on it, but now, but Bailey's smart. She was like, she probably was thinking, she probably was lobbying because at first they turned her heel, but kept her as the hugger, and she probably was lobbying yeah. for weeks. Like, man, I gotta change. I gotta change. I gotta change. I can't stay people the hugger, and I'm a heel. People try to tell right. me it makes sense. There's nothing about her change. I'm like, no, bro. Like, when you change, you're supposed to fucking change. And now people praising her now all of a sudden. They were like, oh, she's so funny. She's the best part of SmackDown. I was like, yeah, you had to give her time. Bailey, I, I never understood. I wouldn't know. Like, I haven't watched SmackDown. She's a smart. Yeah, I don't be watching SmackDown yeah, like Smackdown that. Listen, so I have like, to. It, I can't, I have I can't to watch support. Roman have to carry. I can't watch Roman have to carry Baron Corbin. I can't. Can't. Can't do it. Can't do it. I just can't. And then, like, that whole. You know, like I just couldn't, and like you know, I I love Bailey to death. Bailey was my favorite horsewoman, um, but I just couldn't, and so I don't even know if it was good or not. But I'll take your word for it. Bailey, ever since Sasha took her break, Bailey has been on her bullshit, and I mean that in a very good way. Okay, <laughs> it's like she keep like people like I I never understood. They just want the belt to change. They just want somebody else to get the belt. But then who? So you can pl- complain about the next person that has the belt and you want to go to somebody else? Like, that should be superficial. You can, you, Becky's uh, title reign has valid complaints. But my complaint is they gave her nothing. They right. still give her nothing. Right. And also it's like hey, we were actually talking off here about something they could they could do for her. Um, like, But it would involve her doing something that they don't do well is like make her look weak a little bit and then you know build her back up to to come back yeah like they yeah i think the thing with uh rich i think you need to call back in your your robot and out or maybe you're coming right back but um uh say say what you're saying again sorry your last point Oh, Rich is robot out completely, so Rich's gonna have to call back. Oh, okay. Other things. Uh, again, yeah. yeah, Rich is it's bad. Yeah. Rich, call back, Rich. But um I think the thing with Rich or, or with, right. um Yeah, I think the thing with um Becky, for example, is and this is the complaint I've had for the women's division ever since the horsewoman came up or the, the first three came up, right? In two thousand fifteen, is like, okay, so you're doing the woman's evolution, revolution, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. But if you're going to split these, if you're going to have a brand split or whatever else, and you're going to, you know, have a division, have a division. Don't just have a belt, a champion, and then a challenger, and nothing else matters, or no, we're not supposed to pay anything because no one's ever going to be able to climb up to get themselves an, over enough to do that. And the last person to really do that was Becky, and that was on sheer accident. Had her <laughs> right. Eight matches on TV. Had her when eight matches on TV in the middle with her move, and she got over the crowd because the crowd always liked her and thought she got a, you know, a lot of things. And me personally, as a person that was so happy that she was the first SmackDown Women's Champion, I felt like when they just immediately took the belt off of her for Alexa, and Alexa's not green as hell, 
I would say still green, but whatever. I uh, <laughs> it was a it was a problem, and like she got and you flash forward back to that, she got over, it, and then like they wanted to pull the rope from under with Charlotte, and people were like, hell no, we just finally got her back on back on track. Now you want to do this stupid shit and turn her heel? Fuck that. Boo Charlotte, we want Becky, and then Becky got to this point, and it's like, and at the same time, Ronda was running through people the, the same other. way. Like it, it's only the chance it's Hulk Hogan. Like it's like bum of the month, yeah. and then meanwhile, we don't want to mix Sasha and Bailey in there. Like we don't want to bring her against anyone with any type of credibility because the second that happens, everyone's going to turn on her, and that's exactly what happened. Like yeah. it, starting with Nikki Bella. Then to Becky, don't let people uh, just airbrush that that, that and this will happen. Survivor she, she, like <laughs> Becky lighting her on right. fire. Oh yeah. And then Sasha, like you don't you don't play with like you know Sasha, <laughs> like we and you know by by that time the deal was done. Yeah, I, I just I just think that like if this whole Ronda thing, like all this stuff, it's so weird. Is like. If I if you were to tell me in two thousand I don't know thirteen that like the women were going to be such good wrestlers that you'd be so wrapped up into them and then like literally like the only your only real tie to you want to even tune in to watch the main roster in any way shape or form is to watch Kyrie Sane Oscar <laughs> Sasha um, it's for the women yeah and the, and the rest of the horsewomen it's like. Yeah. I would never imagine that, but it's like, yeah, that's where it is right now, and it's all because like we go back from the Roman situation we've been talking about earlier to uh, to Brock Lesnar to everything else. Like, they are so like bad at knowing. Like, it's almost like they know where the destination is. They know what WrestleMania is every year. They always have their plans and what they want to do, and then like, so they can set their destination, and then like in the twists and turns, they've changed their minds from all these smaller things week after week to where it leads up to when you get to the big, you know, thing and it's like why does this not feel like Christmas like it should? Why does it feel like I'm about to, get a, I'm about to open up a pair of socks? <laughs> and like, what? yeah, it, it's, it's really weird but I don't even know where we're supposed to go from here now. Um, so, so if Kofi had had like they, they almost did it with Kofi. Like if Kofi had had one more week <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. I was sick and tired. Like, get to it. Why are you waiting so much time? Another one for that with the Kofi Mania scene. Like, why is Vince in this? Like, clearly, I know why Vince is there, but you won't even approach the subject of why Vince yeah. is there holding Kofi down for arbitrary reasons. Say it or right. get the fuck out they, of the way. They almost, they almost messed it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a whole. Right, I was so mad. Why did you just say we don't want this little nigga as a champion? Just say it. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, didn't he get the match like the week on the go home show? Is that what happened? Yes, yes, and, and and all that tells me is they didn't have plans for him. They didn't have plans for Daniel Bryan while being the WWE champion. They didn't <laughs> none of that. Like so, but you know some other guys that they don't have plans for, or there's definitely no longer in future plans. Uh, to let the last go of this era. Uh, the revival is free. You saw the box? Yes, I was like, you know, like like when he's trying to get all bad boy, let the locks go, let the revival go. Oh my god! Um, hey, remember when they had a group? We'll get to it. Remember when they did the puff? Remember when they did the bad boy twenty fifth oh, anniversary wow. show? And they had and and basically, you already know, like we don't know this for a fact, but we do know this. 
Like, did he call up all them fools and said, hey, remember all them thousands of dollars I owe y'all for the past uh, 15 years, whatever else? We can go on. We can go on the road and get that back, that money back for you. Never mind the part where like I robbed y'all niggas blind for <laughs> twenty years. Never mind that part. Come back, come through, come back and sell some sell some merch and you know you can be you know you can relive your you know your your prime or you whatever else. Make yourself feel young again. Come on stage, get an applause from the crowd. <laughs> how how? What say you, look him? What say you, Jada Kiss? What say you, Loon? What say you, G Depp? What say, like? What say you, Cr- Dream? Was that dead by that point in time or no? I can't remember. What? I don't think he was dead, but yeah. But it's like y'all come, y'all come back, come through, come through. And it's like dude, Mario Winans, come on, come on. It's like come on, get the fuck out of here. Pay what you owe, Santa. <laughs> yeah. So the revival, <laughs> the revival has been asking for their release in some form since the beginning <laughs> of 2019, I believe. Um, 2019, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they. You know, there was the one story of them like uh, asking for it right at Gorilla. Of course, they did. That's right. Then went went on to like start putting titles on them after they tried to embarrass them with the Uzi Hot stuff, yes. and they um uh, asked again in January, I believe. And they haven't wrestled on TV since January. They worked a couple of house shows up through February. They were done as of March first. Revival was finally free. Uh, first, like you know, why didn't it work? And B what are they losing here? You go ahead and take this one. You go ahead and take this one, Tanya. Um, well, I put out a tweet about why it didn't work. It, it was never going to. There, Vince, as long as I've known him, he's he's never liked gimmicks like that. And like to me, I put it on. I got into this whole thing about it because it started me thinking. They were successful in NXT, Triple H, which he does all his talent. He coddled them and he pushed them. And then he dropped them in a shark's tank at the main roster. Triple H gives no advice about how to handle Vince McMahon. And he does all of his talent like this. He does a disservice to them. I think there may have been a way if they hadn't got the thing that fucked them really bad was one guy injured, then he came back, and the other one got injured. Yep. They, yep. That, like <laughs> Vince was probably done then, but you know, I think it possibly could have worked if they did some tweaks and adjustments. You have to if you want to work for a WWE. Like if you call yourself a lifelong wrestling fan, then you should know Vince Taste. You should know. At a certain point, all this advice, all this stuff, like if I know that that, that this shit is not going to work with Vince, how come Triple H didn't know? How come they didn't know? Like sometimes, like, I just don't, I, you can't expect Vince McMahon, who's been running his show for 30 plus years, this way. Oh, all of a sudden he going to like wrestling that he's been making fun of for 30 years. I, I never, <laughs> like, when, I, when I was watching him in NXT, I said, this is cute. This is a small room act in Vince's mind. This is a small circuit wrestling act that never that is fodder for his larger than life characters. That's what the revival is. He almost did that to Stone Cold Steve Austin of all fucking people, yeah. but Steve Austin's charismatic as hell, and they're not. If they, if the revival, if either one of those guys was charismatic as hell, they could have made it, but they're not. 
They're good wrestlers. I don't think they would have made it either because of their bodies. Even if they yeah. were charismatic, they would have made it. Like, because Vince is like, nah. I mean, Stone Cold don't have the best body either. Uh, he he was cocked. Yeah, he was tall. Yeah, yeah. He was tall. You're right. He wasn't chubby either. They kind of chub chub. Yeah, yeah. They're skinny. They, they, I mean, they could have lost 10. Like, I'm sorry. I just, white wrestlers, I don't. If you, I, I, if you leave WWE. <laughs> And and your biggest complaint is creative. Let me play the smallest violin. Your biggest issue. ACH had a shirt made about him. Yeah. They, they gave him a nigger shirt. <laughs> <laughs> they gave him a coon shirt. That's gonna be on the best of one nation real. Oh yes, 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 yes. It, I'm just saying. I cannot cry no tattoo tears for these white men who are going to get looked over the black. That guy's anyway. To sit here and him, Dean Ambrose, CM Punk, like CM Punk lied and embellished about his health. When really, if I had a knot, a a a, a, a knot on my ass that was draining, nobody could tell me what to do with that. I'm getting a drink. Like, why are you sitting here getting sick? Keep taking bumps. I didn't. Ain't you a grown man? Like, where's your brains? I didn't understand that part of it. Like, he was, but he, if you he he was out here living by something. So by that's his fault. That's um, how you gonna blame WWE? Like, what, what would seriously, if y'all, if y'all had, if y'all had a, <laughs> if y'all had a knot, <laughs> you had a knot on your back that was this color. It was making you sick. You was gonna keep working. You keep going work. <laughs> I don't even have to fall on my back, and I know I'm not gonna keep keep it on there. Well, I would say this. I think I think a lot of them dudes, or I think a lot of them dudes are wrestling with brainwashed. Yeah, they're brainwashed because it's like the whole idea of look. I don't, one, I don't want to let people down, but really, or that's one thing. But the main thing is like, if I leave, my spot will be gone. My spot. That's why Roman Reigns kept pushing his hernia. Listen, when I found out that he kept pushing his hernia back in to go wrestle, and it, it almost killed him, I said, I'm never going to hate him. I might not, but I'm never gonna hate this dude. <laughs> like I can't. I was like, that is crazy. Like, how could you know? Go to the hospital. <laughs> like, right. What is? But if your biggest gripe in the revival, unless they sit down and talk about how they've been harassed, like Mario and Nalo, but they covered that all up, gave him a job again. Like, <laughs> like if you've been mentally tortured. Or, or shit like Sasha, which I think they invalidate her to the point where she needed that break. Like the it's it's deeper shit going on than what they put on the books for you. So if that's your biggest concern, you are blessed and highly favored. Now go take your other big money job in another company with more white dudes that whined about their creatives. Like it's people real life getting harassed and shit in WWE. I don't give a fuck. That they made you do Usi hot, you didn't have to do that. Like the grown Vince Vince McMahon, actually, if you nut up, you probably would get pushed better. That's what John Cena said. But everybody came to John Cena said that in so many words. He sat down and did an interview. I think it was like a podcast with I think it was a Mankind or Shaming Man somebody, and he was like, a, he almost got fired. But then he saw how the culture was and he adapted and he nutted up. And certain, like, other black rap, like, he stole shit from, like, a black wrestler would say something, but he's the rapper, one with the rapper gimmick. They can't use that. He got to use that. And some people would look at, oh, 
pistol. But this is the that's the jungle. You in the jungle. You gotta be the you gonna be the lion or you gonna be the gazelle. That's the world that Vince McMahon operates in. So I'm not surprised he's still running during a pandemic. But who who you see all these people still going in because they're scared. But the dude that's on all the posters, he's like, fuck that, I'm gonna be at home. Yeah. No, with the revival, like I think it's amazing, like in how all the you know things, like what were the revival's best moments? None of them were on the main roster, like <laughs> nothing. Like yeah, people like, listen to all these great matches they, they had. Their career was over, so was- <laughs> yeah, like, and that's the reason why like, it was I, over. Yeah, and that's the reason why, like I, I said to you for for like that whole year when they were doing that American Idol stuff and the DIY stuff, so I was like, cool, they're having great matches. Like you know, DIY revival um, one and two are are probably probably two of my five or so favorite tag matches of all time. Like that's cool, but like the second these dudes come up to the main roster, they're DOA. And I will say this: they get, when they brought them up, and then they injured Kofi with the, the the angle, and I was like, okay, cool. And then they get fucking drafted apart from each other. It's like. Oh, hold on. So you guys shoot this fucking angle, this injury angle that's supposed to basically now be like, now it's two on two, even though they knew they don't cheat when they're baby faces. And now they're both going to fight because they just hurt Kofi. And then you split them up, put them on different rosters. Okay, let's see how it goes. One of them gets hurt. Okay, they're definitely done because Vince, Vince, Vince thinks you are a liability unless he likes you once you get hurt. So... Sure enough, comes back. The other one gets hurt. What the fuck? Okay, let's let let's see what let's see what happens when they come back. Let's yep. see what happens when they come back. And then raw they come 25. back. <laughs> and they come back. And then raw twenty five happened. And like even even Uncle Hunter's burying his own children, right? So it's like okay, they're done. I don't give a fuck. There's no chance. Like I knew they'd had. I I thought the Listen, best case scenario for them was when, they're going to go out here when, and have when, like, good matches. When X Pac gets offense on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, I thought that the best, I thought that the best case scenario was, look, Vince don't care about tag team wrestling, he don't care about wrestling neither, but these dudes are, they used to be called mechanics, those dudes are very good mechanics, can they be tag team Cesaro where they come in, they they can, somebody can go out there and go X amount of time with somebody on TV, they have themselves a good ass match and gives them as momentum to be a challenger for a title, or Keeps the champion hot by having a good ass match in front of a crowd. They didn't even want to do that. They, they, they did. I mean, I think the only real success they really had was like when they were basically heaters for Orton. Um, was that last year or two years ago? Yeah, I think it was like a year and a half ago, man. Yeah, that's like the most success they ever had. Like, but as far as like them being one of the best tag teams in the world, and they're in and they're <coughs> around the Usos and they're around the New Day, and like can't give them. X amount of time, and you know, New Day and Usos, I think, are the two best tag teams in WWE history. Can you just put them with those two teams and then have a feud or a match on pay per view or on a big spot on a show and just go out here and let them tear the house down? Nope. They, they never wanted to let them try. Their own, that's my point. They said, nope, we're only going to let them do what they wanted or let them have those kinds of matches on house shows where no one can see it. And it's like, but they're heels. They're just going to lose at the end. Who gives a fuck, Vince? Just put, let them go out here and just lose to the stars. What's so hard yeah. about that? So I, you know, I, I don't think it's a secret where they're probably headed. Like, they're probably headed to AEW. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for that because that is a you know tony khan does like wrestling and yeah. he loves tag teams as you can see by that immense tag team roster that's building aw so i'm very excited uh 
You know, we get this Bucks survival match that's been, you know, hinted at for years and years. Lord, too, listen, that's why I can't watch this show. <laughs> oh, because of the Young Bucks? Did we lose her? Did we lose her? No, just because okay. it's a lot. I'm not crazy about tag team wrestling either. I like tag. I like tag teams, but I don't care about like the red tag team. Red. I don't care. <laughs> I can have a whole show with no tag team matches. That'd be fun. I'm. I'm. Good. I just. I just like wrestling in general. I don't I know. Think tag, I, think I, tag never teams I never cared that. I never cared that. Like I care about certain teams, but like. Mm-hmm. I get you. Yeah, going expansive as they have done. Yeah, I see what you mean. Like, I think the thing for me is like tag team wrestling. I can take it or leave it, but I will say is I think that like if you have somebody, I think it's valuable for somebody like a Seth Rollins or whoever else that is like was at the top for a certain amount of time and they need to cool off somewhere. Throw them with a person, a tag team, and then have them basically being like, and when they do Ambrose and Seth and um and Raw with against the yeah. Bar seventeen is like. That's a good spot for you to do to utilize that where it's like, look, we can't ha- you're right now we don't really have nothing for you or we don't want to do nothing with you as a single right now. You grow with somebody else is kind of not doing much or whatever else. Y'all get together and because y'all are very talented, y'all basically go out here and have a match with no rest holes more or less and then y'all tear the house down. It's very simple. And so like I see the value in that I think like when it comes to um AEW I think a lot of that is because that works for their fan base because their fan base wants very good high paced wrestling. wrestling and like our, our, most of the AEW fans, NXT fans too are frankly just like we were watching Vince's wrestling factory and we got so tired of we got basically got burned out by the nonsense so we can just go to this and this is what we more like out of our wrestling so we take like a fish to water and like that's why I love watching Dynamite because like in NXT is like I I don't have to be like wait what just happened what no that really Bray Wyatt just came out of the cell out of nowhere that's what (laughs) that's the finish okay okay Okay. yeah but um yeah I'm I'm glad this for you know for the for the revival sake for WWE (laughs) clearly they're not happy them being on the payroll (laughs) doesn't make them happy no matter how much money you throw at them which is seemed like it was exorbitant amounts that's not good yeah. for your business that's not good for them mm-hmm. um, what was what was the, the last thing they turned down what was it was it I think it was like 750,000 each yeah that's what it yep 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 because remember that's what Anderson and Gallows uh, took they went out and right. took, they went out and took prime Shawn Michaels 90s money to, to stay for imagine paying them niggas that kind of money <laughs> right and you ain't gonna do nothing with them so that it's like right and, and that's the whole thing with Barrios and Wilson's departure which I found like kind of interesting buried in there it's like yeah Vince is spending <gasps> uh, a lot of money on stuff that doesn't make sense like right. people you aren't using so right. um like, yeah they I, thought, I, I'm excited to see the I think that what happened was they looked at their portfolio and looked at how nice they were sitting <laughs> up and pretty, right? And then they look and they're like, wait a second. So we were we were going to do well with our stock price because the price to pay the talent was so low. AEW comes in. Y'all are paying people over like near three times their actual real worth. <laughs> to kick them to stay so they don't leave you for, for people you're not even gonna push anyway. Hey Vince, no. this is dumb. Stop doing this shit. Oh, you want me out of here? All right, I'll take my severance. <laughs> yep. Hollow. Um. 
Yeah, so I guess uh, you know, next thing to talk about is uh, Gargano and Ciampa had their big match, and everyone hates it except James. So, <laughs> or, or Brian Alvarez, or Vinny, or Meltzer. So I didn't watch the match. I heard it get brutalized across numerous outlets. James, it's all on you, man. Yeah, it's a forty-eight minute match. It has seven commercial breaks. It, it wasn't. Coming, it wasn't good. It's coming days after we got the Edge and Orton thing, and it's basically a much better version of Edge versus Orton. The problem is Edge versus Orton absolutely sucked, and is one of the worst big matches of the year. Maybe the worst big match of the year in all the world. So it does better than that. And another thing is like NXT has this thing to where like they Vince. I'm sorry, not Vince. Triple H slash Sean. And this is funny because, like, most of their matches, their big matches end up singing and people, you know, don't say anything. But when their matches don't hit the way or are disappointing, mostly like these third happeners of these Johnny Gargano matches, is because they overindulge in overdramatic stuff. So you have all the overdramatic stuff that happens in Johnny Gargano matches. You have, and also uh, NXT main events. Then you throw in the fact that, like, no one can win when they're outside and they're fighting on top of a trailer because you had to go back into the ring to win it. So it's like <laughs> you're just sitting there for 10 minutes like, all right, they're throwing punches. Other now what? And you have the Jim Cornette staple of if there's a no DQ match and there's a chair shots or whatever else, you can get heat. But by the time you get to the seventh chair shot, the crowd gets numb to the shit you're doing. So they're beating the fuck out of each other. And at a certain point, you're just like, okay, now what? So that the beginning, the first 10 minutes of the match is very good. The last 15 is great. And all the time in between that in the middle is just like you're waiting for it to get over with. So I understand why somebody would be like, yeah, I think this match stunk. I think this match was not good. I understand that. I liked it. I thought it went way too fucking long, especially when we were outside. Them going outside was like fucking dumb. So y'all can go wherever y'all want to from there. Yeah, Tanya, would you would you think the message you actually saw it? Oh, oh my god! It, I think you summed it up really good. I feel like. You were waiting for like you knew it wasn't over yet, you know. Right. And I think in you should. I was. It should feel like at any point in a match somebody could win. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You shouldn't be looking at the clock during a match. Like I've seen hour long matches that were good, and I wasn't looking at the clock. Right. I don't mm-hmm. know how you do that without a crowd. I don't. That's a good point. I think. I think you. Like, I don't know why they think that would have been a good option to go long with no crowd. I think it should have been shorter than that. And I think they should have been like, people are like, well, they want to hurt each other. I'm like, but they, these motherfuckers been hurting each other for two years. <laughs> they should want it to be over. Right. You know what I'm saying? They should be going for the kill. Not savoring and calling each other daddy. Man, I don't yeah. give a fuck. Like, and then the thing at the end with Candace, I'm like, what? Another, is, another is, baby face room. Where, where, where is Vince Russo? Is Vince Russo hiding under the ring? This is some <laughs> WrestleMania 15 shit. Where she kick her, where she kick, where you think she turning on Johnny, but she really <laughs> turning heel with him. 
That's what they did with Xbox. That's what they did with Triple H. That's what they did with Triple H in China. China had went to the corporation and she was in Triple H face came. I know because I just binge watched WrestleMania. The Triple H face came and China came down and supposedly turned on Kane and they were back together. So now DX back together. So then X-Pac had his match with Shane McMahon and that's when Triple H come Triple H in China turn on him and join the corporation. So it's like all these switch rules so close together. Why are you trying to make me think this is wrestling? It's not supposed to, you know, you're not supposed to be thinking that hard. Why would she ever kick her husband in the nuts? Ever. That's her husband. In his nuts. I would never kick my man. I would slap him. I would beat him up. I would never kick him in the nuts. We got to make up. That's not yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, and then he wearing a cup, but they faking, and then the, the overacting. Uh, yeah, I don't I, like I them anyway. Just let me like, I'm not a fan of. I call Johnny Gargano Johnny Vanilla. They try, they tried to make him Daniel Bryan, but Daniel Bryan is better than him. Stop it, cut it out. He is not Daniel Bryan. They tried, and then the fans turned on him. They tried so hard, and then the fans started chanting Johnny Failure in him. Oh yeah, because Vince. Uh, yeah, because here's the thing. Then they turned him heel, back face, back heel. There we go. He's that's, not interesting. That's what we're getting. At. He he so, like he likes superheroes. He's he's a he's average. He's an average white guy. Why are they not pushing Keith Lee? Why are they not pushing Matt Riddle? They spent so much time on this look. This guy. Okay. <laughs> because I'll, because I'll, Triple I'll H can't live through. Keith Lee, he can't push him. Nah, he can't he live, live through nah, Velveteen Dream. Nah, he don't know what that feels like to be a black man. He could live through Matt Riddle. Dude. I'm like, I'm trying to explain. I'm trying to figure out why this is even happening. Oh, because Riddle has heat. But why yeah. he? I don't. I don't think so. Cause he is square, and Matt Riddle is anything but. Yeah, I'll say Triple this H don't. Gargano, like he's he's built like he's been NXT for so you long. Know, Triple H probably he he ain't pushing guys. He's not pushing guys. He would. Do we lose her? I'm not sure. I think so. He need to stay there. He not. He would no. You talking about the revival on the main roster? Mm-mm. Yeah. So I, I'll say this for Johnny. Like, there's a value. Can you hear me? Yeah, we I, think, I, I think we're going. We got you on a little bit of a delay, but I'll say this for Johnny. Like, um. He's been there so long, and he's had so many great matches that it's kind of like the person that Triple H kind of just ties a flag to. Essentially, but I know you can deliver, you know, a great match. So he's always going to get his time. He's always going to do this, you know. But he's like this whole thing here. It's like I thought this is going to be the last one. Like how, like, and, and it clearly doesn't feel like that. I'm like, hold on, you're doing a turn at the end. Uh, he wins. The bad guy wins again, and it's like, are they going to do another match now? After like pumping this like one last beat thing, and I'm just like, I'm over it at this point. It's like they've never had an actual regular match. They're always doing these death matches, and it's like, <laughs> I'm but good. At least, but at least the first match they had like was mostly a wrestling match in that it, that had like elements of it, as opposed to like the last two or the the the. Um, Chicago two match in the um, Brooklyn four match where they're just like just flat out spectacles of of all anything goes like beat you with shit type stuff and like 
those matches were very good, but or like the second one was was a classic, and then the second one and then the third one was great, but it was disappointing because like it was supposed to be the blow off, but then this fucker like uh uh Wiley Coyotes himself off the thing, and like that's the thing about these. I think that's actually the end. That's how this, <laughs> I think that's how this one's going to end because like you look at their feud, and their feud has always been based around Johnny at every single point has proven to be the better wrestler, the better brawler, whatever else, or he's had him beaten at the moment of truth. And then because Triple H is a fucking heel uh, by heart, he doesn't know how to have a baby face just win and then move on with his life. He always has to have a motherfucker backdoor and banana peel or whatever else because that's what he was his career. He was never <laughs> he was never the guy, so we have to have the rock fucking get kicked in the dick yep. or whatever else by Vince or whatever else. So... Now, Johnny's the heel in this situation, so Johnny needs to win instead of Johnny just beating the, uh, the, 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 actually, the less evil, evil guy. Like, yes, that's really what his heel for his heel feud. The less evil guy. We have to come up with a situation where it's like, alright, we have to give, uh, Tommaso Ciampa an out. And the out is, they beat each other up with so much shit, and in this story, it's always been Candace has always been like the real guiding force of Johnny and telling him like, man, yeah, man, you need to go get your career back, or you need to, you know, you need to tighten up, or you slipping here, or I mean, I'm thinking of divorcing you by like tag team with this fucker again, like last year, right? So she comes out and says, you know what, I hate my husband, and this is supposed to be like the thing where you're supposed to believe like wow like look what they've done to each other like they're both heels now they're both totally dislikable i shouldn't like either one of these guys like maybe they just stopped in the middle of this match and become tag team heels but i remember that package that she handed him so i'm like when she kicked him in the dick i was like he has a cup on like i knew to finish the second it happened and then he and then it happens like she kicks him behind and then he hits him with uh with uh champa's own finish and wins the thing and i'm like well that would be a great finish to the first match in a feud. But this, I feel like this is a blowout. I don't think they're ever going to touch the other game because why would you? Like, that fucking matchup is cursed. They screwed it up the first time when the build towards Johnny going to the title. Uh, the first, when they did the first tr uh, three matches or whatever else. They had to turn him heel uh, because uh, they were going to do a triple threat match. And then Alistair got hurt, and they said, let's just blame that on Johnny, have Johnny turn heel, and then we'll just have our final, you'll have that match finally at New York. And then. Your boy breaks his fucking neck until he's gone. They're like, well, we're always going to come back to this match. It's like, y'all miss y'all window. What don't you understand? And it's like, yes, and if and it was in front of a crowd. Returns. Yes, if it was in front of a crowd, I do think they would have had another classic. But it was in front of a crowd. And it said, let's go 48 minutes with seven commercial breaks and a hardcore match that not falls count anywhere and have them fight all around this fucking place and then come back in the ring. And so it's like, I'm of two minds with it. It's like, I hate. I hate it at one at one moment because it's like that's a cheap finish for a blow off. And two is and two is like, well, they've screwed Johnny with all these shitty uh, finishes when he's when he's a babyface that uh, that had to get match one where he gets DDT. He gets caught getting DDT on the match with a motherfucker with handcuffs beats him or a motherfucker with handcuffs ducks out the way so he breaks his kneecap so he can't get up to beat the ten count. So it's like they they fucked it. They. This is just a continuation of all the times Vince is, or Triple H has fucked it at the end. So it's like, this is in, in, in fitting with the narrative of this whole feud and all their matches. This is fitting in, um, it makes sense. But like, is it enjoyable necessarily? Not really. Uh, like, I'm looking at the women's division now. It's like, okay, Candace is a heel. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll get to that. And it's like, now Johnny Gargano, she's just evil Johnny Gargano's wife now. Like, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, but I will say this: I like, I do like the idea of that more than like, oh, but she uh, with his, his his. Oh, but I do like the idea of that more than okay, like. I look at AEW and I see Cody as like the best baby face in the, in the, in, in the world at pro wrestling at, at this point in time. While we got like Brandy out here doing this shit with, uh, or was doing that shit with the nightmare collective. And it makes no sense because they're married. How the fuck does that go together? That's incongruous. So like, at least like that makes sense, but it's like, is that more enjoyable? No. Tanya. Why do you, I, I have a question. Why is it that, in wrestling overall, but just because these people are together, they have to be together. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, have like connections. I think it's because they want to make it be quote unquote something you can buy as believable or whatever else. Or not, not buy, but like we don't want to. Okay, so we want to have some level of realism in our wrestling. And like, let's say, well, what? Well, yeah. actually, let's do this. What? Um, what particular uh promotion are you talking about? Or, or were you mostly uh, asking this question? In, I'm in just saying, you know. Just saying overall. Now the shit with Brandy, it doesn't make any sense. Like if she was just a wrestler herself, mm-hmm. singular as a heel, and mm-hmm. didn't want to do, but she's doing like takeover evil schemes and like. <laughs> right, right. Of course, that's weird. Like he'd be like, yeah. Cody, what, you don't see this. You don't see what she did. Right. Now if he was a face and she was a heel, mm-hmm. and they would just, you could have interesting conversations where she'd be like, "This is my career. You you tend to yours." Right, right, right. Yeah, like I mean, you know, um, so I don't think necessarily just because he's a goody two shoes and he wants to follow a certain path in his career, why his wife has to, or or even the husband, if she mm -hmm. wants to do something, why the husband got to do it? You know what I'm saying? I think that I think there's absolutely a way to do that, but like I WWE is not capable. (laughs) Exactly, that's that I was getting to. Like when they talk about like um. Um, Sonya Deville and Mandy, and possibly having a um, a a, um, a romantic link or whatever, a romantic relationship. Yeah. Like, Look, there's more than enough wow. room to do that. I do not trust Vince McMahon and all. 50 other dudes to come up and, and to come up with it, especially when it's going to come back filtering through Vince's mind. There's going to be something ridiculous, right? So, or the Ultimate Warrior's wife, either. Ooh. That's the only woman, like the Ooh, Ultimate Warrior's wife. They were like, she's on the writing team. She, I don't know if she still is, but I'm like, if she is, I'm like, I don't trust this woman to write from a black woman's perspective. Right. I think she And there, they have plenty of black women. <laughs> they have, they don't understand Naomi. They don't, they'll never push her because she's too, she is way too niggerish for them. I'm glad. Let, let me just say, I just wanted to touch on this. <laughs> I just wanted to touch on this about gimmicks and what you guys saying. Like, they want to take gimmicks and just, whether you're a heel or a face, this is your gimmick. Mm-hmm. Na- Naomi fought for the glow gimmick for four years because she knew she was a natural baby face and that's what right. she should do. And if, if they ever turned her heel and tried to keep up with that glow gimmick, I am through. I'm going <laughs> to go to this personally and be like, what the fuck? No, she has to not do this anymore <laughs> to be a heel. I think that's why she pushed for it so she could stay a face. Do you remember Team Bad when she was out here uh, and, and her her gear was like basically black leather with like different bandanas? So it was like, okay, what's that, you th- what, what's that you throwing up this time, Naomi? Right. Yeah. She she hit the dance on the setup on you boys. But you know what? She I think the she didn't want to be a heel, no, and she, she was like, I'm just, the best baby I'm just gonna get. And she was like, I'm just gonna give them what they want. I'm gonna put on bandanas and and and, and wear snatchbacks and be ghetto. I think she I think she gave in. I really do. 
Yo, and thank God for Sasha it. and Tamina because they held she, Naomi was gonna break when she was a huge but thank God because she was gonna quit and everything. But I'm so glad. Yeah, I just that, wanted to add that in there. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all good. We always yeah, welcome them. Get back talk. to the point about like the the Brandy and Cody thing when they're on opposite ends of the spectrum, or uh, you know, Candice before this heel turn thing is like. I think that you can get away with that as you ask, like, why can't they do that? I think you could get away with that if you just basically have, like, one sit-down promo, or not not a sit-down promo, but, like, one, you know, backstage segment where, like, all they have to do is one of them ask question, questions the other about, like, what the fuck are you doing right now, right? And he, he explains it as, like, you know, I'm not happy about this, but I can kind of see your perspective. But they don't, want, yeah. they don't want layered nuance or anything else. And then, like, I think maybe, you know, like, you could do that, but like I remember when they did the lashing thing with Cody, and like you know they had just wrapped up and completely just eighty six the uh, uh, the nightmare Clayton thing because it was killing the it was killing the show uh, for, for segments or whatever else, and they do the lashing thing, and then at the very end, Brandy comes out. And I'm like, what the fuck? They didn't even acknowledge that she was just evil a second ago. <laughs> she was evil like two weeks ago. Now, now she's coming out and she's supposed to be like, you know, this man's backbone is frith. It's like, I get that from their particular relationship, but like, what about me as a viewer that just saw her evil it up um, and ruin uh, That's you know, why. a tag, or say, a, a, um, AEW women's match or whatever, so just come out here and do this? Like, am I supposed to not remember this? Oh, y'all all cool with it? Okay, fine. All right, whatever. It worked, so whatever. I'm just wrong because it worked. Whatever. I That's thought that crazy. was the best part. <laughs> <laughs> I watch everything. I thought it was the best part. The thing with Candace to me, though, I've never liked is that Triple H, I knew about Candace before she came to NXT, mm-hmm. and I was scared for her because she did a lot of intergender wrestling. That was kind of her thing. That was yeah, what she was kind of known for. So when she came, and she was just uh, Johnny Gargano's wife, yep. and that's and that's all she been. She yep. who, she she wrestles good. She's cute. She wears pink stuff. They like cute things, and they're married. Yeah, she has no depth to her, and so I I understand why they did this, but I wish they could have did the total opposite, and she had told her husband, you know what, you can. Go down in flames, and I'll be over here trying to become NXT Women's Champion. I don't yeah. know her. I, I'm not even paying attention. She, that's what she should have did from the jump. Don't involve me. She should have told uh, Chopper. I don't care. Kill him. I'm over here trying. I'm with because like she's been distracted. Remember, she ain't had a career because of this feud. But remember that she's been robbed because of it. At the end of it. At the end of it. She comes in the ring and says, "Look what you fucking have done! Look what you two idiots have done to yourselves! Like you have basically ruined each other's lives with this full feud." And then she says, "Like, all right, you have the event, or you have the advantage right now, uh, Champa. End it." And then, like, it was like both. I guess the idea was both of them are supposed to be like Candy's supposed to be the better sense of both of these idiots because you know they all they, they all acknowledge that they all live together at some point. So she's like, "End it! Oh, you can't! I'll finish it then." And then like sucker them with that, that way. But it's like. The Candace is a good promo. That's the reason why they haven't done much like layering with her, aside from like you know the the stuff. Yeah. With, except for the stuff with her connection but, to EO crossing her, and with the um the Dakota I turning just, on. I don't know, so she man. Wants to fight, 
uh, Dakota because like all three of them were close friends. Like she's on, she's on like the only depth she has is like her connections and friendships. She, but as far as like her promos, it's not a good promo. So I understand why they did yeah. that, do that with her. But like at the same time, you've been around a long time for us not for you, us to just like be able to sit down with you and then like you can like do a fake sit down interview where you explain your, your yourself beyond like being Johnny around to know right. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think at the end of the day, with, with this feud, I I don't think this. I is just if I wish I like she had it just if they kept. Mm-hmm. I, like, I think they're gonna do it again, <laughs> and I think that they are in front of a crowd. Maybe, <laughs> maybe yeah. I I think they've got to do it in front of front of a crowd again, and hopefully that can be like what we we can get a fucking winner. Like, and maybe it's a regular rules match. You know, how about that? <laughs> oh, that'd be, nice. that. that'd be nice. Like, let's, let's, this is how I feel. All of these matches, aside from all these matches that, that Johnny Gargano has made and had classics involved in, they're traditional wrestling matches. They're, you know, like there might be some Gaga or whatever else you call it. Like, was Lena getting involved? Was Lena Vega getting involved or whatever else to add it to the heat for the match or whatever else? Or Candice, you know, involved, you know, clearing out and equalizing Zelina or whatever else. But for the most part, like his tag matches, like the DIY revival stuff, the DIY AOP stuff, are like typical classic two out of or and also like stuff with Cole or Chomp or whatever else is like. Look, regular match or two out of three falls match or a ladder match. But like as far as doing these flat out brawls of going around the crowd on that kind of stuff, that's where they fell. Like he's nicknamed Johnny Wrestling for a reason because he may be the best technical wrestler in the world and that man has it might be the best wrestler flat out wrestler in in America right now. So let him wrestle. All his great matches are wrestling matches. You've done you've done this now like four different times. Only one time is is worked with these goofy or these extracurricular super DDQ matches or whatever else. So learn the lesson, Triple H, Sean, whoever else is in the back, keep insisting on him having these super ridiculous matches. I, that's what I would say. Let Johnny Wrestling wrestle in regular wrestling matches instead of this other shit. Yeah, I, I'd be furious if like Kenny had to do exclusively death matches for like <laughs> right. his, his like main feud forever. Right. Yeah, and I was thinking about um, I was thinking about that Kenny and Moxley match from Full Gear. That was Full Gear, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about like, look, I will never watch that match back again. But that match had story. You cannot say that match is devoid of storytelling, or in or was boring. This was basically that same match except. At different points, for most, for half of the match, especially the middle part, it was not interesting, like how that Kenny match was. It had storyline tell elements in it or whatever else, and it didn't, and it wasn't nearly as graphic or violent. So it's like, okay, what are we talking about now? Like, granted, like I, I just, I just, you know, it's a disappointment. It's one of the biggest disappointment ma- disappointing matches of the year. Like, I think it's overstated when people say like it's like the worst match of the year or one of these worst match of the year contenders. I think that it is a three star match that went forty eight minutes, and a three star match that goes forty eight minutes is a match that went over fifteen minutes too fucking long. So, that's, 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 so like when people say this other stuff, I think it's overstated. But like that's why I they said at. the worst match of the year. A lot of people feel that. Did way. they see uh, Edge Orton? Yeah, Edge Orton was like. No, nah, it was. It was. Price. It was just. No, I don't know. I don't know why. I, I 
kind of, I kind of, I expected it from Edge Orton too. Like he's Randy Orton. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know what people. I don't know. <sighs> That's funny. It's um, Randy Orton. Like, I agree. People I agree. get happy when he puts in effort. Like At I don't all. know. Like when he tries. And then, like he have a, he be having. He have fire fuse, and you get all into it. I don't. I be like, yeah, that's nice, but the match probably ain't go. Like if his match, <laughs> if his match be fired, then I be like, yeah. Oh man. Him against Christian, they had a fire match. Him and Daniel Bryan had good matches. Him and Roman, I like him and Roman's SummerSlam match from 2014. Um, it was his Luke Harper match from uh, Elimination Chamber 2017. Uh, let's see. The when he was tagging with Bray, when he was tagging with Bray, yeah, that Hell in a Cell man, he cared. He really like. It seemed like Randy Orton really liked wrestling Jeff Hardy because he just got sadistic and he could like he went there, like he really fucking cared against Jeff Hardy. Yeah, like it's only twice. (laughs) 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 All right. So what's next? Uh, so the last thing, like I really had, like you know, Britt Baker has recently kind of made a breakthrough. Uh, she's looking like she's the number one merch seller on Pro Wrestling Tees uh, throughout the sale that they've done, um, and it comes at you know, uh, opportune time, a taped match, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> she ends up getting her shit bust uh, in the middle of an awesome match with Hikaru Shida, and you know what kind of started with Brit is like you know she's on shaky ground like you know very being, being looked at as like you know she's the person that's on the on the posters and you see her and then you immediately are thinking like oh shit this is who they are getting behind and they um they never had any qualms about beating her even while she was a baby face yep. like that so uh, i think it's very interesting how she's recovered and uh, I've I liked Britt from the beginning, and I think that she's um, hit a new level, especially like with all the promos that she's done and really owning that character, the Tony Schiavone uh, thing and the dentist thing. It flipped as a heel now, uh, and it came together in the ring this past week in a way that I think shocked a lot of people. Yeah, so I think the thing for me was and we talked about this off air right before we got into it. It's like, we saw her twice of WrestleMania weekend last year in New York. We saw her at Shimmer 113 against uh, some, against uh, Tessa Blanchard, which is like, yo. Like, right? <laughs> so it's like, yo. But anyway, like, they had a great match, right? Um, and then later that, that same day, uh, she was in the stardom show. She was filling in in a tag t- match and her, ta- her tag team lost because that, obviously. So, like, it's somebody that we've seen and saw, like, you know, this is one of the better women that aren't signed to, and, you know, she did the NXT stuff, whatever else, as a, you know, person comes in and gets jobbed out. So, we were like... Uh, I knew she was way AEW then. That was her, like, January 8th. Okay, was- okay. Oh, okay, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't make that connection, but, like, I, um... This is somebody. If one of the first time I saw her, I was like this is somebody that like should be on TV somewhere, right? So, um, flash forward to AEW thing, and it's like, all right, well, it looks like Britt Baker and Kylie Ray are going to be, you know, at the top of this division, and then they're going to bring in other women or whatever else. Hopefully, better women, more experienced women, to try to get them, you know, up to speed. Because like that's the thing with the with the women's 
uh, women's wrestling worldwide, especially in America, or actually I take it back, in Europe and America, is like there's plenty of places for dudes to come out here and get their, you know, however many matches you need to get up to speed. And in this day and age, you probably need like 70 to 100 matches a, a, a year if you're starting out to try to develop. Like, mm-hmm. we have so much more, you know, technology as far as being able to watch wrestling around the world that you can get better a lot quicker than back in the day. Back then, it used to be, it took you like two damn years to get good. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> long, it was like 400, 500 matches before you could actually be worth a shit in wrestling back in the 80s. That sounds absurd now. But, that sounds like a slow-moving, snail's-paced way right. of development. And this is why matches are so much better now. Right. So, just back to that, is like, okay, so this is a person that is going to need help along the way, but like, there's, you know, Japan has all these women that have hundreds of matches already. They're not even like 25. So, they brought in like Riho Okarashita. They brought in Nyla, who's also a person that needs more matches uh, and like clearly has room for growth and potential. And it's like, all right, like these are the people that are pushing at the forefront, whether it's Britt or Kylie at the time before she left quickly. And, um, and, and Britt is like, okay, they're basically telling these women to go seek and swim because they're only getting one damn segment uh, uh, per show. And, like, they have their match or whatever else, and then they're sandwiched between, like, whatever match has a thousand flips in it or some Kenny match that's like, oh, okay, yeah, it's one of the best matches this month. So, <laughs> so like, to see her, you know, be presented as a babyface, and, like, I really enjoyed that Britsburg thing. If a special was a thing, then I was like, I don't care what's going to happen years from now. I'm always remember Britsburg, and it's like one of those things like, the hometown girl comes home and they played it up in a way that like you wish they would do with Sasha in Boston or Charlotte in New Orleans, or not New Orleans, New, um, in Charlotte or whatever else. Charlotte. Yeah, Bailey yeah. In, in San Jose. They they never really do to that extent. Like I think the most Europe oh, Charlotte they, they was they like, buried Bailey in San Jose. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. Like the really golden thing you get with Charlotte is like uh, when she won the the SmackDown title back from Italian and Flair came out after Flair's sickness uh, or, or you know near death experience in 2017. But yeah, it's like I'm gonna always remember that and like they have a nice they they have played little nice things or whatever else like nice character moments for these wrestlers or whatever else. But it was still wasn't working the way it should and that's when you get the 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 B Prissy thing when she gets the promo is like. You're a fucking dentist or whatever else. Like your your whole dentist. personality and only thing they put over it for you is you're a dentist or whatever else. So then you know it starts coming as like, all right, she's not that good compared to the rest of these girls they bring in to kind of help like to move her up and develop her. So why are we even doing this? And then they turn her heel, and since she's turned heel, it's like night and day. Like you see why they believed in her to begin with once they when they turned her heel because like you see that she has a personality you see that she has smart wit you see that like the way that she turns heel like she's being a snob to you in classes and it's like and she looks like a star right while doing it while looking the part of a like we were talking about just the um the southern bell thing with sassy southern bell thing with Lacey. it's like yep she plays that up in a way. She plays that up as like, look, I'm accomplished. I'm, I'm, she's, I'm educated. I'm well spoken. I'm everything that this division needs. I am a quote unquote role model and like rubs it in the units. Like all these other women you like more than me, I'm better than them. And you should actually like me while, and while playing to the up that hill character. And that's why I was working so well. And then also, you know, the situation with Tony where she buried Tony saying that man used to be a, a Starbucks barista or whatever else. And then, you know, Every forward. every yeah. city she was going to just flaming them like yeah. it's like it was like fruit ninja like she was just like slicing them down like <laughs> yeah in, in a way that like you don't really get to see like 
women get handed the mic and say, go out there and just tear it down if you want to. And she was doing that for a few weeks. Um, like when she was in, was that Texas? Was Dallas, Austin? Was that Dallas? Yeah, it was in Texas. Yeah, and she's like, no. what? You know, she's like, uh, I'm seeing some confusion from these chubby water burger, burger faces, and the whole crowd goes, ooh, it was like, yo, okay, thank you. Like, and then she was in Utah, and she was like talking about how all, all everybody looks related out here, a lot of familiar faces <laughs> in the building. <laughs> right. So to get finally like the validation of like she had that one match where like the crowd bought into. It. <laughs> wait a minute! Wait a minute! <laughs> Yeah, yes. Britt be bringing it. Britt's been yeah. bringing it in 2020. Yes. So, oh my God. You, so you look at, <laughs> you look at, um, you know, she had, she's, she's still behind in the ring, but like the character is there now. So like, you're just waiting for like, when is the shoe going to drop? When is she going to get it? Cause this person that's clearly dedicated. It's clearly somebody that they believe in. When is eventually going to like all everything aligns and like, this might be the match. So, you know, she had that um, that title match against Riho. Was it a title match or was it a contendership match? I can't remember, Rich. Yeah, a contenders match, I believe. Oh, no, she had a title match against Riho, yeah. I believe. Nobody, the crowd, that match worked not because of, you know, obviously Riho's a great underdog babyface, maybe the best one in wrestling. Um, then you have the whole situation where, like, nobody wants her to win because they all love Riho so much. And they tease that she was going to win, and then she loses at the end. And then you get to this match, and it's like, all right, this works on this on the, on the um, perspective of there's no crowd. It's just work. What do you have? And her yep. and, her and Sheeta went out there and had a had a banger. Yeah, they went like 20 minutes and they like like Brit's whole face got busted open somehow. Uh, it was it turned out to be a deviated septum. Uh, I believe that actually happened to Roman before um, before WrestleMania 33. Yeah, mm-hmm. excuse me, 32. Um, and you know, that's where the, why the blood looks so good, essentially. <laughs> and she got yeah. a shirt out of it. And it was like, I I am really happy uh, for, for Britt that she like kind of got, and she got over in defeat, which is uh, always a tough thing to do. And for a heel too. Yeah. So oh, uh, she's stone cold in her. There are parallels. They're not many, yeah. but there are some. Yeah. Right, and, and the cool thing okay. was uh, Jericho was on commentary and said she was like Gene Simmons meets someone, and then the Britt Baker shirt is like the Gene Simmons kiss uh, or the kiss writing on it with Britt on it, and then the face, or whatever. I actually got to do my order for that. You know, so you know the thing about another thing about it is like that shirt. That shirt is a shirt that WWE should have made for Becky on the Go Home Show from Raw to Survivor Series 18, but they don't want to sell that kind of shirt. Yes, and that's one thing with AEW. They strike really having that relationship with pro wrestling tees. Like they're gonna flip around merch, like anything that's like a meme or like a moment. There's there's gonna be merch getting printed and uh you know whatever. But um, I'm excited to see where she goes from here. I'm not sure, but. I think uh, sooner or later you're gonna be looking at the champ, and, and this, we, we're gonna remember that match. Like, oh, okay, she can hack it. Yeah, and also like another thing is with these because of you know like the California dudes from from AEW can't get in because of the lockdown, the travel ban, whatever you want to call it. Um, certain people from different parts of the country and overseas can't get in either. So like, only thing they really have to rely on are, are right now are like. Even though they shouldn't be running shows, nobody should be running shows. But if they're going to run them, the only people they can rely on are people that are in Florida or Georgia that they can 
have go over to the state border or whatever else and come to do these tapings or did the tapings. They already taped a bunch of stuff, but like, so that's like a Karoshita who moved to the Orlando area, as you had told me earlier. Um, mm-hmm. We imagine like maybe Riho might get in here at a certain point because she moved to America. Britt lives in Orlando, obviously. Like, and then after that is like, you're going to have to do some patchwork to figure this out. So like, like gonna, haven't, that's why we haven't seen like they're gonna be bringing in jobbers. Like Brits advertiser next week, she's gonna be facing uh, <laughs> I, I Danny Jordan, if I'm not mistaken. That, that's why I think I saw at ringside. So uh, they're gonna have to like you know spit shine so, this, this so, whole. Like. But my point is like just how Jericho, even though he was not wasn't as good on commentary as like Cody or Kenny Omega was a uh, couple the last couple weeks or whatever else. He knows, like, my responsibility is I got to try to carry this thing. So what he used was the fact that, like, his personality and him being Jericho to just be wacky as hell. And, like, that's what held the day for for commentary. Like, so my point is, like, they're running these shows they shouldn't be running. And they, and they have one hand tied behind their back based on the avail- roster availability. So they're going to have to lean on these people. And, like, right now, given what Britt's doing... She's gonna become. She's gonna reach the destiny they always want for her as a heel because she's the only person. Her and she are the only two people that they can, that are like real big stuff, you know. And maybe Swole didn't get her out there. Is like those are the only people that they can rely on right now because nobody can get in. Mm-hmm. So she could like by the time we get to a crowd again, who knows when the fuck that'll be? She might be the most over woman in AEW. She's gonna be. She's gonna be like you know mammoth reception the first time like that that music hits and she comes out there. It's gonna be. It's gonna be over. Like <laughs> if, they keep, if they can keep if they can keep this, yes. If they can keep this momentum, yes. Yeah. But that that was all I had on the run sheet. Uh Tanya, definitely thank you for coming on the show and joining us today. Uh where can everyone follow you? I this this is like one of the most entertaining people on Twitter. Uh I would definitely <laughs> recommend y'all follow her. <laughs> oh, hold on. Before we even get to that, come correct, because just like one inch yeah. radio, the motto is don't come kicking that fuck shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh well first of all thank you guys so much i had so much fun it's like i knew i would though because like <laughs> black wrestling fans we're the greatest <laughs> like at any time i'm serious anytime i do a show with just black wrestling fans and we're talking wrestling it's always it's never awkward but, like i get on with some a certain white especially white guys <laughs> they for some reason they have to prove they know more than the black woman <laughs> but I am so glad you guys asked me on here. I'm on Twitter at the witch militia. That's Come with at it. the wish witch, like a witch, M I L I T I A. So, so I got a question. As far as the witch stuff, are you a witch in the way that like Brandy was a witch during Nightmare Collective, or is it something different? Uh, I, I was uh, naturally born. <laughs> oh no, but I'm serious. I'm uh, I'm naturally born. Okay. It's in the blood, so okay. <laughs> you know down south how we cook around here. Oh, <laughs> but thank you guys so much. I had so much fun. No doubt, we had to have you back on. Yeah, definitely. All right. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you want to wrap this up, James, we yeah, can, uh... yeah. Let me get all the stuff out. Yeah. So thanks for listening to the show. Um, be sure to rate us on whatever app you're using to listen to this. Tell the folks about the Social Place Podcast Network. Um, powerslam.tv uh, they have our 5,000 hours of uh, wrestling from all over the world um, you can use the code social suplex to get your free month's trial 
Also check out um, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Social Suplex and pick up some official Social Suplex podcast merchandise. Also be sure to check out our other shows on the network. On Sundays, we have this show, One Nation Radio. Mondays... Oh, we got talking about the draft. Oh, oh yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Um, yep. on, Mon- on, on Mondays we, and Tuesdays, we have Keeping It Strong Style. On Wednesday, we have the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show. Every other Wednesday, we have Grumman Watches Shit. On Friday, we have Get In The Ring. And on Saturday, we have All Things Elite. So, um, as Rich alluded to, we did a Social Suplex Podcast Network draft. Um, we had all the all of the podcast hosts, um, unfortunately, except for Getting the Ring and the Rick and Clyde Wrestling Show. And well, we got together and we did a... Sorry? Roman Washington shit wasn't there. Yeah, Roman Washington shit not getting the ring. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So... We did a, a draft where the rules were basically we have 12 male singles acts, six tag teams, six women, and it was a snake order draft where, you know, first round is uh, one team A gets the first pick, team D gets the fourth pick, second round team D gets the first pick, and uh, team A gets the last pick and kept uh, inverting the, the table every round to make it kind of even. And what we did was we wanted people to pick – any wrestlers that are active for the past, you know, uh, in recent um, time or were tag teams recently in our regular tag teams and we in women as well. And we went out and drafted what we thought were the most talented or best wrestlers or whatever we want to do for a particular card. And we drafted them. And then what we're going to do now from there is we're going to make wrestling cards after after that to try to see like who, you know, made a card that most that, that would attract most people or what people thought would be the best card to go pay money to go see or whatever else. So we'll eventually get to that. We recorded it uh, yesterday. I think we're going to put up the draft show. The draft show going to come out Thursday, I believe. Thursday. Yep. Yeah, Thursday, Thursday, I think. And then um, I think next week, uh, all of us will be recording um, our cards and go over them in a like, 15-minute thing. And we'll like send that to Jeremy or they'll send it to me. I don't know who's doing that. And we'll put that show up, and then we'll put it to a vote of who made who was the best who made the best car slash who's the best booker with like you know a four, a fourth of the talent in the world. It should be everybody's a good good booker with that amount of talent. Yeah, <laughs> um, I just want to let y'all know right now our roster is killer. Yeah, it, it, killer. Yeah. So um, oh, one thing, one thing also in the mission like you know six tag teams, six women, twelve male singles acts. So that's thirty slots. I think only nine people. I think twenty-one of I think twenty-one of our uh, thirty people are, are are non-white. So I think like we brought the diversity without even trying. We just thought let's just grab the best. So I haven't looked at everybody else's, but I, 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 I would hope that everybody's looks like ours without even thinking about it because I don't know how you don't you know. So whatever, we'll see. We'll, we will see. We 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 gonna see. So letting y'all know right now. You know, I ain't losing to Floyd. No, you know, I, I ain't losing to uh, Jeremy and Josh, especially Josh. Uh, and getting the ring. I mean, y'all gonna have to get out the ring. You know, at this. So, oh, so now, so I I laid out all this stuff or whatever else, and then now, like, you want to go out talk, here and bury these cash. dudes? No, you want to go out here and talk cash and cut a promo on these dudes after I just said <laughs> that, like our our card is diverse. Well, now you basically like, yeah, y'all y'all biggest don't know how to book. <laughs> Come on, man! Why you doing like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man! But I guess last words for anyone to cut it off. Uh, it's gonna be it, man. Uh, everybody stay in the house. You yeah, know, no, yeah, no yeah, fuck around with your kids.
so yes please please stay in the house stay safe all right later y'all all right all right peace What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.